You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Nam and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy is hosting our sold-out UKGT. If nice dice your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you'd like to contribute to this continued failed cross-check of a podcast, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link in the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fairs-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and joined by my co-host, Duncan. How many Nimrods is too many? Gosling. I've condensed this hobby now into a boring spreadsheet. I think I've lost. I think I've lost at life. <laughs> You've just become an alpha gamer. I've, I've, become, I've become an accountant. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, our odds are three hundred and twenty-one to the. Oh my god, Leroy Jenkins, no. And Lee, red versus blue to our die, Parnell. <laughs> red or dead? Yeah. Red, <laughs> Welcome to episode seventy-nine, the one where Feds went to the ETC. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? You went to ETC? I, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. That time, that, yeah, that, that's all my, yeah, that's what you've got to do, right? It's every time you talk to someone. Yeah, that time I went to the ETC and there was a thing and we played games and it was really good and, you know, drank beer. Lies. And yeah, this curry. podcast is over. This is it. Game <laughs> over. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we, we, we nearly, I can enjoy it. Yeah. We nearly <laughs> made it to 80. I mean, it was a good run, boys. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> and that's got a set record by Flames of War podcast standards. We could quit now and we'll still be ahead of it. Anyway, we? tonight we are talking about <laughs> Internet Famous. We'll um, welcome on your patrons. Mm-hmm. We'll then be doing Faces, Spaces, something, something. We'll talk about what we've been painting. And when we'll have a brief break for loose lip sync ships, we'll talk about the upcoming um, Eastern Front stuff. Then we'll have the ETC News in the Front special. Oh, did someone go to the ETC? Someone went to the ETC and uh, oh. probably the very person got any gaming in recently. Yeah, e- ETC um, loser. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, then Eddie have... Turner Championships. Yeah, yeah. A, a, cra- a crash action um, and officer answers. We very oh, briefly remembered to do oh, one before start. Oh. <laughs> and then events, and then we'll shoot and scoot. Oh, very nice. I, I, I blame the uh, I blame the officers' answers on the fact that, that I can't tell anymore whether I, I've got out of a shower and I'm I'm still wet from the shower or I'm just sweating again. So <laughs> it is it is yeah. rather moist. It's not. It's not. Ugh, it's hot. You you might be moist. It's not moist. Something's gone it's wrong. It's hot and wet. It's uh, nice of you, lady. Ain't no good if you're in the jungle or doing a podcast. Yeah, pull up. Yeah, pull up. Terrain. Yeah. Terrain. <laughs> so, internet famous then. Some of our fantastic Patreons, some of which I met over this uh, little competition that I attended to last week. Um, Shock horror. Shock horror. People actually, yeah, listen to us and stuff, apparently. Um, so, thank you very much to Alexander Body um, Ringworld. What? So, thank you very much, Alex. Alexander Body Ringwald. Have you seen Harry, Harry Potter? No, it's in uh, Breakfast Club, isn't it? Body Ringwald. Ring, oh, it's a real person. Sorry. Oh, I see. That is, yeah. Oh, pop culture from um, the eighties. There we go. We fit, we fit our sweet spot again. You just, just you know, fingerless gloves, fist raised in the air. Fingerless you, you gloves. Do the rest. Yeah, fingerless gloves and fisting. Oh, move on, move on quickly. Next one. It's a very different eighties to what I remember as a kid. <laughs> it's it's, it's not for anyone at the BBC during that period. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Are we getting into a different bureau's uh, investigation board now? Yeah. Yeah, I think we did do true before. I remember Darren having to having to um, Google it. Did you Google Operation Utree? 
Um, oh, and uh, Christian Warner. Christian Warner. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the F one. It's, it's definitely not. It's definitely not Wilmer. It's definitely Christian Warner. <sighs> from the F one. So, uh, from the F ones. Yeah, from the F ones. Does he Toy Spice. For bonus questions, if anyone can work out at 1 to 100 scale what the road dash of a Formula 1 car would be, <laughs> answers in the podcast, uh, answers in a message to the Shoot and Scoot podcast page on, on Facebook. Do you mean and, an uh, actual you one? You may because not win a prize. There's no like, ground scale for Flames War, is there? No, but you could work it out if you took the you know average top speed of a Daimler Dingo. I've said too much. Does it have to be a thing? I haven't much. said it. No, but you, you've got you, you've got things that can road dash. You can work out what their speed is. And oh then yeah, figure I, I, out what the if someone can also speed. do it in in H thirty nine. It's like just the number of it. <laughs> so it's four hundred times faster than an H thirty nine. What what the ratio between a modern Formula One car? Yes. Versus a H thirty nine. Yeah, my favourite. <laughs> You're a man of peculiar pleasures, aren't you, Duncan? I am. See? That's just <laughs> just H thirty nine, they're just glorious. So it's all you need in life. It's when, it's, how many and then you have to work out the ground speed of a paratrooper because then they can run past them. <laughs> With or oh, without sh- gammon bombs. Oh no, no, a German paratrooper. Come on now. <laughs> Oh. Other paratroopers might be available. I'm not entirely sure. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Alexander and Christian, thank you very much. For, was uh, that wasn't there? Was... there was. We did him last week. Ah. Red vines. Red red vines. Yeah. Red vines. Oh, I like uh, them. They're, they're licorices. We do. Ha- well, no, we do. We do have a special, a special, um, extra, internet infamous. Oh, do we? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. a special shout out. Um, so it's it's it, in his own words for being a cheap bastard. Yeah, um, Andre Silva is internet infamous now, um, as he continually harassed me at the ETC uh, to get a picture with him, who to then post it on his Facebook um, to become internet famous without spending any money. Yep, I, I think everyone who now plays him at tournaments should, should turn around and go, "You're round." First yep, thing, I, I think yeah. so. I think, yeah. and now, and now, Andre, you have to bring us pasta donatas to every tournament that we go to. The what? I think that's that's the way. Pasta, it's, pasta donatas, the uh, custard tarts. He's from Portugal. And oh, that's my favorite thing about Portugal. Oh that wow, Sagres, but you know. So the whole thing, the, the, your favorite thing about the entire go. country is 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 custard tarts, mate. It's quite, you it's have quite one, a low bar. And you, you'll yeah. see why. I'm just I saying, it's quite a low bar. It'd be Portugal and Yeah, you know, they might have invented it. It doesn't mean it's the uh, you know, it's pretty good there. We are well. going we're going now into the Roman sketch, aren't we? What's Portugal ever done for us? Well apart from the port, obviously it's the port. Because <laughs> yeah. of that same <laughs> Port, Sacris beer, pasta donatas. Our longest yeah. rain treaty as well. There you go. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh there you go. Well it's we can bring day. that down. On between Andre and myself, we'll we'll bring that crash into a you know, an end. Is that is that a Napoleonic jobby? I think that's a Napoleonic jobby. No, not much, much older than that. You're talking about really? going all the way back to the 1100s, I think. Really? Are you bringing a bit? Are you trying to bring a bit of class and you know intelligence to our podcast, Lee? Oh, uh, you know, I try. What's happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> What's happened to the internet? Yeah. It's broken. So we've been allies with Portugal longer than America's been alive. Like, so sorry, 9th of May, 1386, it was signed. The Treaty wow. of Windsor, the oldest peace treaty in Europe. 
Wow. But we still invaded them, right? Because that's what we do. Well, we, uh, <laughs> does invade them to liberate them? Count? Obviously, the whole Iberian campaign sort of kicks in at that point. Was it invasion or was it a shopping trip? That's all I'm asking. We've we brought <laughs> democracy to you. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Remove the stone of slavery. Attach the stone <laughs> of colonialism. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Oh. It got us again I mean, every wah, time. Wah, wah. It's the Napoleonic Wars. So I'm not sure it's about bringing democracy. It's more about stopping them having another democracy, re- republic kind of people. Yeah, it's, it's about and... stopping democracy. <laughs> <laughs> again. the right kind of democracy. Yeah. Oh. There's something about court there rules, isn't there? So, yeah, Andre, come, be a, come be our patron. You can join us on the Discord, as we've yep. been doing recently. I had some good co- hobby conversations recently with our patrons. Mm, mm. We did. Yeah, and many ones that were rambling incoherent messes, but well, that was you just gibbering about that. painting ETC models. Oh my god, I'm so popular. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it went. Yeah, yeah. That pretty much is it. <laughs> Trails yeah. off into incoherent murmuring and <laughs> sound of sloshing paint. Yeah, um, yeah, talk about painting. Face is face is something and something. Segway that in there. Face is face is something. You just try to dodge. Um, yeah, so Duncan, what have you been painting? I have been painting, so uh, I've been, first of all, I've been documenting everything. So I've been documenting all, yeah, all yes. yeah which is, it, it's, 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 I'm not going to lie, it's been quite crushing. It, it's been a bit soul destroying. Um, I've realised that I, I thought I've got a lot more pack 40s than I thought I had. I was telling Eddie, um, I, I, I kept saying that I've only got three painted, and um, I keep thinking that I'm short of them. I found 15. I found 15 pack 40s. Oh, jeez. But I don't know so why. Did you find? Did you find twenty-seven panthers? Panthers, I'm sure of. I've only got, I've only got five. So you oh. could do two Volks pack forty full batteries and still have three left over for the um, formations anti-tank platoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they are they are all different. They're, no, it's not it's not as crazy as it sounds. They are all at least different. I've got eight Hermann Goering ones. I've got four standard like plastic ones, and then um, mm-hmm. three. Uh, Fulsham Jaeger ones. That is that is the problem when you become you know involved in the hobby and you just sit there going, oh, you know, a pack forty is a pack forty, but it's not a pack forty unless it's wearing a great coat for this particular army. Exactly, and, and and you know I'm glad I've done it because it has at least stopped me looking at it going. I'm sure I had some of those, and, and then thinking no I haven't, and then yes I have, and actually not any I've got. <laughs> I found more. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's 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 number one. But um, I've been painting. I've nearly finished now some pumas and a king tiger. So I've done the I've done the spotty camo on the king tiger. Nice at the ambush. Yeah, but I've also broken the little dibber off underneath it, so I've had to replace that with a a pin. And it's it, I can now do like a disco spinneruni with my turret really fast because it's not the little the dibber. Yeah, like, I don't know what you call it. The little nubbin that goes in the hole. Oh, the turret peg. Yeah, that's the word. And then I um, four, four, yeah, four pumas, and I've started working on my Ferdinand objective for mid-war with my, the, yep. ca- the captured one with the Soviet infantry around it, which is looking nice. Justin Dunkel Gelby. And then I've started to get together my some more Soviets because we played. A, I made the mistake of playing a game against Martin. And having fun, and then obviously that leads to one thing leads to another, and then you know nine months from now, uh, a little Russian army will be born. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's that's led me to undercoat as well. I've got some universal carriers um, undercoated because uh, Martin pointed out that um, that you replace the uh, 
M3 scout cars in mid-war with universal carriers, and then you can buy an extra universal carrier. But they've still got mm-hmm. a carrying capacity of two. So you can fit all of your troops into three of them and then have three empty with um, anti-tank rifles. So you can have six anti-tank rifles. What? So you, so the first... So the, it, you, the card for the UC says that you replace the M3 white scout car with a universal carrier. So the recce mm-hmm. um, have got six stands and three white scout cars. So they replace their white scout cars with UC. You are then mm-hmm. eligible to buy an additional UC for each universal carrier you've taken. So up to another three for a point each. Right. And you can then give all of those six anti-tank rifles for one point. And they all have a carrying capacity. One point of two. in total. One point in total. What book is this out of? This is out of Red Banner. I think, and it's a command card. I think yeah, I think most are so yeah, Red Banner and then their um Bagration book does the same thing as well, I believe. Yeah. So 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 it just means that you can have a recce platoon with all of their troops in three of the universal carriers and three empty. So if you are shot you can punt the uh, hits to the empty ones. But it also gives you six any tank rifles for defense and three, and they've all got three MG shots as well for four points extra. That sounds broken. <laughs> Just, but it's, it's it's one of those ones where the, the, there's not a lot of troops in that formation. It's I don't, I'll go into that when we're playing games because I was playing the recce formation mm. and it's actually really good fun. It's just I mean, bristle as good. You say you say it's. You say it's broken, but it just costs one point more than giving the unit um, swim wagons at four points. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, hyper apex swim wagon. Yeah, I don't know. He must have been. I think Phil was touched by a swim wagon in an inappropriate fashion. As a <laughs> Former life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just, they're just three points. I mean, I mean, they are broken if you end up playing a naval battle. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what if, if you're reenacting if you Trafalgar? Deploy, if you, you, yeah, you deploy and there's nothing but water on the board. Then uh, all that'd be left will be swim wagons are sorting BMPs yeah. and ducks. It'd just be a weird. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird. But yeah, I've undercoated some of those, and, and they're they're going to. I'm back to painting white um, white dice. Uh, sorry, white um, camouflage stuff on Soviet stuff. Oh, snow camo, nice. Yeah, so I'm just pinballing oh, around yeah. a bit now. Because you had your white stuff with the paint, with the uh, mud, all that mud, all that really cool mud effect, didn't you, back in the day? Exactly. That. So that's why I was asking what the interior colour of a, a universal carrier would be. Because mm-hmm. the outside's obviously going to be white, but then I need to know to paint the inside first, like I did with the SU-76s. Which, again, I thought I had 13 of, but I've only got 10, which was confusing me. So I've either lost three or I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. But yeah, it's, um, so that, that, that was, that was, yeah. That's that's kind of the painting. It's been a bit pinball. Oh, I did make two Nimrods as well. Nice. So I built two Nimrods. They're they're really weird. They've all got so the crew are molded into the turret, and then you have to stick the heads on. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I do. Yes. I do they could call school. that yes. old school uh, resin yeah. metal. Peter Pig style. Yeah. So that was fun. The Peter Pig jeeps used to be like that as well. Yes, and their swim bargains. Not that I know. You, you cheated on your shrimp bargains with other shrimp bargains. I've got way too many shrimp bargains now. Or not enough, I can't decide yet. But it's both. It's all a matter of perspective, both. isn't it? Bit of column A, <laughs> bit of column B. Yeah, it's, it's just both. What have you been painting, uh, Lee? Because we know what Eddie's been painting, so we'll, we'll do him last because it's... <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> what I've been painting. I've been painting Alpha Legion, so I'm still painting Alpha oh, Legion. Oh, well, uh, skip over you then. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. It's still Alpharius. Jeez. I like, I like, I really like that white cloak you did on the map today, on on the the Praetor. That looked really cool. It came out quite well because that was just um, 
spraying it with gray, Vallejo Grey pri- Surface Primer, which is basically an exceptionally light grey. Yeah. Then going into the dips with Apocryphy White, not all over, just into the actual bits where I want the shadow. Mm-hmm. So using Contrast Apocryphy White. And then sort of filling the edges with a bit of water just to blend it in. And then doing a pure white highlight where appropriate just to bring it back out. I think it looked really nice. I know you were getting frustrated with the the axe and things. Plasma, and, yeah, plasma yeah. thing wasn't going well, but that went, the cloak went fine. Yeah, can't argue. Did, did you keep rolling ones whilst you were painting it and it kept blowing <laughs> yeah. up? Yeah, I was trying to get a glowy effect, and for some reason I just couldn't get it to work. It might be too warm or something. I know, he nearly got sweary. That's how bad it got. I heard oh, wow. him huff. I heard him huff at one point and put down his paintbrush. <laughs> there was definitely some middle-aged huffing going on. Yes. Yeah, there, there was some proper. <laughs> I mean, that's just incandescent rage at this point from from you know Lee. From a pile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If he'd have got as far as tusking, that would have been it. That'd be game over. That would have been it. Go, go out to my shed. And to report to him shed. for internet abuse. Yeah. I was almost to the point of going out to my shed and just. <laughs> Staring forwardly into the middle distance. Yeah. No, 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 it's like a it's like a screen tamer at that point. He just turns primal, <laughs> puts thrash metal on, and starts waffling stuff in the frying pan. I have been listening to a lot of Metallica lately, so maybe that explains. Have it. you? Yeah. Have you listened to Saint Anger with Lars Ulrich and his just his metallic drum? No, no. Oh, good luck. I'm not that much into Metallica. <laughs> you, you, oh, okay. Was it because of Stranger Things? Uh, kind of insofar as it kind of remind me of Metallica existed. That I'm not a bit. I never read. I wouldn't say I'm a huge listener of them, but I do occasionally listen to them. Mm. That's, that's you, for some reason that just put them back on my radar again. I mean, never listen to Lars Ulrich. Just don't listen to him. But yeah, listen to them. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, so Neil got this. Neil got effectively <gasps> the first ten-man squad done in the Predator. Ooh. And I'm going to try and get the second squad done, but pay him all ten one go rather than two lots of five. Yeah. I'm going to take for. Taking the dreadnought with me to build on the vacation. Nice. Um, my aim is to get all that done, and then I'll probably take a break there and do some comments or something. I suspect. A das British bulge. Yeah, you mm. said you were gonna thinking about getting on, um, ready for for more bulge. Getting a start. Yeah. Yeah. Hit the ground Re- running. Re- Return of the bolt. That's not right. Return of the bulge. <laughs> oh, the bulge is back. No. Empire Strikes Back, there you go. The Empire Strikes Back, yeah. British Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> British Empire. Have Adjo, you cad. The British Empire Strikes Back. That'd be, that would, I'd love that as a Brit, like, especially like in, can you imagine in um, the like Far East? Like a 43 book for, <laughs> 43, 44 British book. <laughs> Disney would be all over them. <laughs> Yes, that's me. So, what, so Eddie, how did your ETC painting go? I was fine. Yeah, no, I was finished way early. You were so kind of. You, when did you actually finish? So I finished painting and basing. Uh, where did we leave? We left on the Thursday. I wanted to be done by midday on the Wednesday. I finished at 10 p.m. on the Wednesday. So oh, I was 10 hours late. Or um, 12 but, hours early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't painting in uh, in Sid's car on the way there, so that was a, a plus. Um, but I've I've decided that from now on, tracks and wheels, I'm not going to bother painting. What at all? Well, no, because no, you know I used to sit there and you'd go through and you'd get you know nicely paint the rubber of the track, the tires, and you'd paint the tracks black. You do a bit of metal, and then you put some no. other bits and pieces on. No, well, that's that, completely that's alien. What you described. Guides, is... 
It's, it's completely alien. So I, I, now it's, now I, it's, I, I can relate to this. Two, two, parts, two parts burnt umber or, or a dark brown, whatever you want. One part black. Mix all that up and just slop it on. And it just gives you, it looks like a tyre. It looks like a tyre covered in crud. You get the splashes up the side and it's way quicker when you're doing that many armoured cars. Are you not just doing a dark grey and then dry brushing some dusty colour over it? Kind of, but it depends what you're going for, and it's it's more. I've got it back into scale modeling, and you see what the effort that the people go to to then just cover it up with pigments, and you're like, actually, I quite like the idea that is, you know, so covered in crud, you can't see the wheel anymore, which is you know a fair reflection for some theaters. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, exactly. The, the, the muddy stuff's fine. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, yeah, so just did that for everything. Decals make a huge difference to the model. So yes. luckily they came off. I did notice one thing. I found a new set of the. Uh, I bought a new pack of the Flames of War decals for Late War British Armoured, or Late War British rather, and it took, I'd say, about 10 times as long for one single decal to soak off the transfer paper yep. than it did compared to the old set that I've got. Are they weirdly shiny as well? Because my American ones um, are like weirdly thick and a bit shiny. They were, and then I slapped a load of Microsol over the top, and that kind of beds it down because the Microsol attacks the um, cellulose Mm-hmm. That the transfers on and basically eats it. And you sell this, and I'm doing this to try and get the damn things onto complex curve as a space marine shoulder pad. Yeah, just, I mean, that you need a little sharp, sharp knife and a, a slit there. I think then for the curvature. To try and get the curve, yeah, to get yeah. the actual material out to make it lay flat. I haven't figured that out yet, GW. I don't know. That's why I'm just gonna keep throwing Microsoft at it. Yeah. Yeah. Blast. So, um, yeah, no, it was all kind of all kind of finished off. Painted on my unit leaders. Um, I didn't. I sacrificed doing the um, textured um, objectives. Um, textured objectives. Basically, I ran out of time. But I made a cool. I made a cool one, which is a Rex Universal Carrier with people laying all around it. Um, and then there's another one, which is a load of guys, British people, with a Peter Big model standing around drinking tea. Oh so yes, I'm yeah. excited to finish those off for um, for barn games. But He's to be bit- honest, sorry. There used to be um, Curran King used to make a yeah, base, no. and then you bought the Peter Pig figures that go onto it. So yeah, exactly. Like yeah, oh, it's a shame Curran King have gone because there's so much stuff I want to buy from them. Mm. I, know, so uh, I was looking for the other day, and they say, yeah, they're just just gone. If anyone knows how we can get hold of stuff, let us know. Um, but the because um, <laughs> I want that tram barricade very badly. Oh yeah, yeah, they took the city yeah. fighting. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Anyway, um, yeah. So considering how often the objective was you know because a lot of people for the etc you know put amazing objectives but how how often they're quickly removed because people are deploying infantry on them and you're playing over them straight away i wasn't i I didn't miss having them as well as the my model my army barely fit on the tray as it was Mm -hmm. because the sheer number of units but i'm glad how my partisans turned out i think they look pretty good with the the special yeah Yeah. they came out nice in the end didn't they they did indeed and uh Come to it later, but they they secured me some amazing, uh, <laughs> amazing so, victories. So, so, so the, the communist, the communist, and regular parts. I suppose put aside the differences and work for you. So. Oh no, I always had the one I see in the middle, the Daimler. <laughs> so if anyone gets too much out of hand, he just runs them over. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so so, <laughs> no disrespect, but uh, you know it's like when people say, uh, "No offense, prepare for offense." So is everything finished? Do you know what? I was packing them away the other day, and you'll find this funny. I missed one of the bloody Daimler wheels. No, really? Yep. The whole. Well, I was like, why is that? The... Yeah, yeah. Completely missed the outsides. There's a big. There's one. Was one olive drab grey 
ish Daimler wheel. Um, that Clearly, you changed wheel. Yeah, I know. It was very strange. I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't see it the whole weekend or whole whole tournament until literally packing away for the very last time. I was like, oh, oh okay. Oh, um, that's really weird, isn't that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they were, they were done to a, a tabletop standard, um, yeah, yeah. but also having seen having seen the standard of people just, people's painting. The standard of people was just, just awful. Yeah. No, I mean, the, there's no <laughs> way we're getting best painted, to put it that way. So I was just like, you know, as long as they look good, and they, I think, yeah, on the table, they did look good on the table, and you could tell what was what as well. So I took the effort to make sure that all my command tanks had a, you know, a command figure, and then the one I see of the, the Daimlers had a little extra white allied star stuck in the back and the universal carriage. You could tell who the command was and that kind of thing. Um, just so it was clear which, which was the command stand if anyone actually asked. Okay. Yeah, I mean, some of, some of the figures were lovely, but we'll, we'll get onto that, I guess, in a, in a little bit. But... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mega long painting session. Got it all done in the end. Nice. Proud. What's next? Well done, mate. What's next? Come on, you, you, uh... you've got some momentum now. Don't let it slip. No, no, exactly. So, Flames of War, we've got... I want to do my SS Camp Group Grabner, which is the guys who charge across the bridge in all their little universal car- carriers. Not universal carriers. The little 250 armoured cars yeah. and the... Um, oh, sorry, half-tracks. Armoured cars and the uh, reinforced trucks. Yep. Because um, I've actually got quite a nice little list, which has four, uh, 60 points of them and then 40 points worth of... Um, Camp group Hummel Tigers in reserve, which I thought was quite thematic. <laughs> is that is that, is that was Hummel with Grabner? It was Arnhem, yeah. Same same theatre. Not the same day. <laughs> Not the same day, but yeah, yeah hold on. I, I smell a rat here. I, I smell <laughs> some, I, I smell some cheese under the guise that that it's uh, it's actually you know hit, legit. Hit, yeah. hit on three, believe it or not, is not very good. No, hit I'm, on uh, three well, wacky vehicles that don't have scout. Not very good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's that. I want to get my Blood Angels done for Horus Heresy, um, and there's also a an aerial World of Twilight campaign this this weekend on Sunday, which um, the Battle Fraggles the game. Oh yes, about, the uh, yeah, I'm back. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's one of those. So I've actually got some miniatures to paint up for that. Um, All right, but it's too damn hot. It is because um, I went to go spray some models with the a PSC base coat can today realized the can had actually just died and was, I was like, okay it's all right I've got the same color of my airbrush and I'm like there's no way the airbrush is going to work in this heat because it will just dry instantly um so that's that's all been put on pause so yeah that was good fun for, for painting what have you guys played then news from the front styly so I haven't played anything so I will defer to you two guys because you have played some games well, I, I played a little so I think before we go into Eddie's marathon on, on games in Belgium. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I played Martin at the club on Friday. Um, we played Midwar. Mm-hmm. Midwar Eastern Front, in fact, of all things, which I've, I've not played for ages. And, and also, Midwar Eastern Front and Martin played German. So he what? brought his... Uh, I know, he brought his 11th Panzer that he's, he's painted, which is hilarious, because um, in, in, for Midwar, he's got a, a, a sort of A4 really useful box. So one of the four-litre ones. That it's, it's got everything in it, one one level, like no double stacking, nothing, and it's two hundred eleven points in midwar because it's all Panzer threes and Panzer Panzer fours and and Flam Panzers. Um, uh, but he he brought that, which was great. Cool. He had um, he had what did he have? Panzer three company, I think it was uh, mixed. So he had some uh, one two two platoons with 
two long and an N, and then the CO mm-hmm. had a long Panzer three long, and then he had two flam Panzers and two short um, Panzer Grenadier platoons, which were like three stands or four stands. They were tiny, really, really small mm-hmm. units. And then some uh, recce, two, three, fours, and some vests. And I had um, my, I had the Soviet re- uh, recce company. Um, uh, so I had two platoons of the infantry with the DPMDs. Um, really good, actually. They've got rate of, moving rate of fire of three, uh, stationary rate what? of fire of three as well. They're three threes. Yeah. Ooh. It's pretty good. But they are hit on threes. But they don't have, for four stands, they don't have put out a lot of firepower. Um, and then I had some T70s, some 76mm guns, some mortars, um, and then two SU85 come, uh, two SU85 platoons of five SU85s, which are nasty, and then three Churchills. And we played, what was it called? Into the Valley, or the Valley of Death, I think. The Valley of Death. The, the place for Gauntlet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good, very interesting. So we played it down the table, um, and which is you know it's a long ways um, game rather than across, uh, you know six foot wide. But because Martin had got a road, he was able to like we'd done it as a T junction, so he was able to bring his reserves on um, and bomb them down the road. Uh, mm-hmm. So terrain or road dashing Panzer threes go go quite a long way. Yeah, um, the Flam Panzers were. Brutally efficient at hitting three plus infantry, um, but there's only two of them, so yeah. eventually I did take them out. Um, uh, but it's just it, he managed to win in the end because he managed to get one stand of German grenadiers to within four of the objective, and it just I couldn't kill it. It just sat there and was annoying, and it just kept passing its bloody last, you know, last stand, um, and just he just ground me out because of that. Um, the the Churchills came on. Of course, like turn five, so the very last moment they could mm-hmm. possibly come on, uh, they couldn't get into contest the objective, and it was just the uh, Panzer four ends were able to just batter stuff. Um, yeah, it was it was it was very close though. I think I nearly got a, a company break on Panzer threes in mid-war, which is wow. nice. Yeah, pretty pretty tasty. But I think he won on turn six. It was very close. It was a very interesting scenario. I, I definitely recommend the two. If you haven't played the two new ones, Spear, Spearhead and Spearpoint. Spearpoint. Yeah, Spearpoint and yeah, Spearpoint, Valley of yeah. Death. They're both really interesting scenarios um, because you have to move to get to the objective to defend them. Yeah, both of them. it's all about manoeuvre. So um, the Valley of Death one, you start on the sides and the objectives are kind of in the middle of the board. So you play lengthways, quite, yeah. You play lengthways. So you can get a long way at the table and start delaying stuff coming straight down the middle but that means obviously you're not defending the objective you can't start within four of it you have to move so so it's 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 very interesting they're both really interesting like and um and martin was talking about he's, he's coming up with some uh, thoughts i think on um active defense based infantry lists yeah which they is actually are brutal very, if you can make very, them work very interesting yeah um i i, I don't think he's 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 quite formulated everything in his mind, but um, the, the the way he's talking about it with the uh, a Russian engineer sappers, where there's a blob of like thirty of them, with the um, grenades and the Panzerfausts, I can see how that can chew through things, hit yes. on twos, and just yeah, it's, just, it's going to take some things, stopping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, twenty-seven. What about that counterattack value, though? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think is three from memory. Yeah, but it's just it's quite scary. 
Um, yeah, it was it was a good game. It was different again, and it was quite close. But again, like I said, it, it did make me think. Oh, why have I never? Why did I've never really played Eastern Front mid war? And I think it comes back to lists again of just you know not not having the the right troops to to play things necessarily. Because hmm. I said even my Germans are actually late war troops that have just been recycled and pressed into service. Oh, I've got that yeah, got a whole great cope mid-war list waiting with pioneers and all the thirty-six pack thirty-sixes and stuff like that. It's in the queue somewhere. Yeah, for those cool. Stalingrad games. Oh, uh, they'll, they'll come. They'll come. I mean, I'm. I'm. We'll talk about it in a bit, but I'm very interested to see what they're going to put out for mid mid-war again um, with the sale and stuff. So yeah. So go on then. Let's hit us with the hit us with the knowledge. The, the sale, yes. So. So, uh, yeah, I went on a little trip uh, to Belgium. Just, you know, figured it would be fun with uh, with five other guys. Uh, and we played some Phase of War. And it was pretty good. Okay, cool. Is that what you wanted? Yeah, perfect. Uh, succinct. Um... Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Spoiler alert. I'm going to start off, right? So, obviously, we've all heard the horror stories of the ETC. I tried my very best to go with an open mind about this and not... A, not to psych myself out because, you know, we, I play a lot. Don't often play at that competitive level mm-hmm. with that in mind and often play for the thematics and for the fun of things. And yet the amount of effort and people that in the team have put into this, I'm not wanting to let the team down. So I'm going with an open mind to just try and play my best game of the game that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think hand on heart, my whole experience was 300 times better than i thought it would be 300 a couple of caveats 300 times yeah it was absolutely phenomenal um i think a large part of that comes down to when i walked in team belgium absolutely knocked it out of the park with the venue so it's like a one half was a community center and across the the, the street um a little residential street with a crossing there was a school Mm -hmm. hall so you've got to think there's 20 teams with six players each so that's what 60 boards you need is that right mm-hmm. so 60 boards of flames of war terrain and they were yes it was all some were desert some were snow you know it wasn't all late late war but every single one was better than most clubs flames of war scenery some of them were okay. absolutely phenomenal like and there was a whole hit of stalingrad boards there was um pegasus bridge boards desert desert forts you know urban city you know actual like little french villages with churches and billboards and there was everything in between so you never you know the boards were really interesting excellent um the food at the venue was top notch and at lunchtime we had an hour for lunch and i was sitting there going oh an hour might be a bit tight if you have to wait whatever it wasn't the case the catering was top standard you literally just walked over and were handed a plate of amazing food um and the bar was one one euro fifty for a beer oh, you bought a load of tokens yeah, you bought a load of tokens. Um, were the tokens Euro called, 50 and that... were, they, were they called euros? I'm just. No, they weren't. No. Okay. So it was you, you bought a bag of plastic tokens, and that worked even better because then you didn't have to worry about change or anything like that. So you literally just walked up, paid the token, got your coffee, soft drink, whatever, um, and then carried on and, and had just had a really good a really good game. Um, were you counting the light light beer as um, a soft drink? Because that seems to be what they do. Over it there. pretty much was, yeah, yeah. So the light <laughs> the light beer was one one year fifty. If you wanted a duvel or something, that was two tokens. Um, duvel. Then... Oh, duvel. Yeah, yeah. The, the, duvel. The strong yeah, the, one. the dark. That one that's like yeah. a loaf of bread. 
um so yeah no hats off the team belgium fantastic you know massive screens for the the draw and everything um really really good uh a little bit of strategy came in with the sun because it was hot and there wasn't any air conditioning and at certain boards at oh. one point i did make sure i had my sunglasses when i went to go play on a certain board um oh. and actually picked one one side of the board to make sure the opponent had the sun in his eyes Whoa! Um, oh, <laughs> You're going full poker player there. It was, it was, it was a little bit, a little bit like that. You're like, okay, all right, well, you're going to be over what, there, what, in the, what, you know, standing in the heat. What about the funk level? What was the funk level like? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, a little, yeah, a little bit, but then no more so than you'd expect anyone else. That number of people being in that environment. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, Flames of War tournaments is all a bunch of you know, middle-aged guys. It's not like the yeah, GW. yeah. And yeah, it's not like GW. It wasn't forty k. Come on. Yeah. Well, you and, know, you have uh, to ask yeah. these questions. It's important. So, so I had six amazing games of Flames of War. If I'm honest. Um, so we start off. Uh, round one was against uh, Thomas from Team Austria. So the the way it works is teams are drawn against teams. The first one's just completely random, I think. Um, and then there is a very long rig list. Um. You submit one list, the opponent submits two lists against it, and you pick one of those two, and then vice versa, all the way through to get the actual draw, um, which I just let the captain, uh, Graham, mm-hmm. uh, and, and well, both Graham's, Graham Wilmot, Graham and Clark, I just get on with that, because I was busy getting everything ready, and then you basically roll roll to see which table you're on um, out of the six available, um, which I got called in to do, and uh, my claim to fame is uh, for, for five games, I managed to roll non-repeating numbers for the first five dice which is a bit freaky so it was like oh okay yeah so you're rolling for the table so you don't want duplicates yeah okay so it was like you know right oh a two oh a three oh a one oh a four oh a five okay the last table must be six roll the dice oh okay didn't quite get that good um but it's a bit freaky actually because it was it was five five attempts in the row that i managed to do that of, of not getting yeah. a repeating number yeah, yeah exactly so I was, I was quite happy my dice had an even distribution on them um and uh yeah we were playing dust up yeah, we're playing Dust Up against um, a Panzer Three Panzer Four company. So, who did you get first? Because I don't think you mentioned that. What, what? Thomas Thomas from Austria. He did say yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite an open open board with standard um, flames of war woods and a couple of roads, a couple of hedges, yeah, you know, cornfields kind of thing. When you um, told us what your first game was, I was it's like, uh, I had to do a double take. Panzer Freeze. It was not. Yes, I was expecting I, as an ETC mm-hmm. this, but no, exactly. So there's all. So in in the ETC you have people you have teams from from the countries of all um, expectations. Some of them mm-hmm. are you know think think they're in with the running and will take you know optimized lists and you know try the best they can to get the best result through prep and practice and things like that. Other people will just pick a list and think it would do all right and turn up and not really think about the synergies as a team. The other thing about the team is in your team of six only two can have each stance. So two attacks, two maneuvers, two defends. So then there's a level of strategy coming well, with this list. I think they'll be doing defend, so I'll put up my maneuver and he's good at attacking this particular type of thing. So your captain was making that decision for you about what stance you're doing with it? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it pretty much for us, for this one, it was a case of, you know, my list was pretty good for maneuver. You know, mm-hmm. I've, uh, it was a, for those who don't know, it was the um, British Recce Company. So uh, ding. Uh, Daimler HQ, two platoons of two Daimlers and two Dingoes. So I paid the extra point to have platoons of four, which was super important because they come standard as a platoon of three. Yes. Um, but yeah, taking that extra point gives them such a, you know, you, t- you get a bad round of shooting 
and instead of having the platoon of last stand checks your two dingoes can just run away to keep you in the fight really really worth doing um two platoons universal carriers just with mgs uh four six pounders with uh toes mm-hmm. i paid the one point upgrade for the toes that came in missiles yeah, tow missiles. Yeah. You bring those to World oh, War II, oh, really is wacky. I wish. Eighteen twenty one against your King Tiger. Bang! I see your Max. But so what, what are the toes? Is it just soft skin? They are universal carriers. Uni- oh, so okay. The Lloyd carriers. Side of zero. Right, right, right. They're yeah, Lloyd yeah. carriers. Yeah. So universals for the six pounders, um, which I get because six pounders only had 28 inch range. They've got a two inch tactical, so they can disembark and still get a shot. Um, only have a 28 range. I remember they said 24 inch range. No, so I know. It's a luxury know. now. But if you're born, you know, because I'm, I'm going to be sometimes defending, and if they get stuck, you know, it means they can ambush, wipe out a unit, and then actually yeah. drive somewhere and do something else afterwards. Um, four three inch mortars. So that was the formation, he says. Um, and then I had um, the two, both the FFI and FTP partisan infantry. So two platoons of essentially British infantry just with crappy stats. Um, that counted as zero points for reserves. So, uh, so, so I had. How does that work mm-hmm. then for the zero points for reserves? So, the actual wording of reserves is you may only deploy 60% of your starting points value on the board. So, you work out for 100 so points. Not, so, it's not 40 off, it's 60 on. It, correct. So, you go, right, well, 60 on the board, 60 points. There's my 60 points. And the wording on those cards is already here. These. Uh, when calculating reserves these cards count as zero points okay mm-hmm. so you get to deploy both those platoons yep on top yeah because you have to remember the wording these days is you deploy up to 60% of your force yeah so you do uh, that no it's not of your force it's of the starting agreed points value oh sorry so, yep. so yeah so even if you have 90 points for some reason you don't mm-hmm. get any more on no. the board so you put, you put your 60 on and then you put on you say extra units because they don't count towards that 60 towards anything. Uh, which then leaves got... you You've got extra points for reserves. They do that. The spur of band spur of their band, which was a thirteen point platoon, which obviously then meant I only had to worry about twenty seven points of reserves. Or something yeah. Like that. yeah, so that meant my reserves were three crocodiles and two AVREs, mm-hmm. um, and then my AT assets in support were they actually deployed were the four seventeen pounders and um, four M ten C Achilles. Mm. So. A pretty good force, quite mixed. Um, but unfortunately, against Thomas, no infantry. He had, pan- <laughs> he had Panzer Fours, he had Panzer Three Flame Panzers, uh, he had some Recce, he had three Brigade Panthers, oh, really? and the secret killer stars of the entire event were the Fortress Europe HS129s. Told you, six points. Six points, three eighty-seven cannon shots with a 5 up firepower. Yum, yum, yum. That because they're aircraft, get to ignore short terrain for concealment mm-hmm. so yep. you're sitting there going ah oh, i'm here on sevens at range in my little cornfield and these things turn up and just decimate your core units um, can't be gone to ground if you're not concealed exactly <laughs> Son of a... uh, so we ended up um essentially i pushed forward with the recce dust up as much as i could he didn't have much around um I, but i castled up against his reserves and i think my shortcoming here was I didn't want to lose the game through being too cavalier to start with, and that was my undoing in the end. And I should have actually pushed harder um, because for a, oh, he had some he had, he had wesps as well, so the wesps were slowly um, pinging shots against my M10s. My seventeen pounders, I lost. 
Yeah. There were five barrels. Uh, well, we, well, first of all, first of all, he, he took out three um, seventeen pounders in one round of shooting with his west <laughs> on the first <laughs> repeat bombardment. They went bomb, 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 and the last one hung around for about two turns and then ran away, even with the command reroll. Um, which was like, okay, so now when his panthers turn up, all I've got is my uh, M- my, my six pounders sat there guarding my objective against his reserve, and then uh, the M10s are in the woods. Um, and I, I got I was on the objective from turn. I was pretty much there on turn one, I think, because I managed to get a dash and then a um a, a, uh, a sorry dash and a follow me with my universal carriers. And they got swapped out for Daimlers. And there was about three rounds of shooting where all I had to do was take out one more Panzer three or Panzer four, mm-hmm. which would have shot him off the objective. Um, and I just couldn't get it. And I got, it was a case of my Daimlers were pushing forward, even with their seven pounders in the flank shots, because the, the M10s were, he was trying to kill the M10s, so he was shooting them. They were shooting back, not very successfully. Um, the crocodiles turned up and were doing their, you know, 80, 10 shots as best they could. You weren't flamethrowing them? Um, no, because it's a two-up save. Yeah. Uh, but also, that meant, I would, by that point, by that point, they would have had to push forward, which then exposes their flank armour. Okay. And the Panthers were hunting around at that point as well. So it was a case right. of, you know, I love wanting to stay there Panthers. as long as I could. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know you could <laughs> a little wasp flamethrowing in, in the bum. Um, so at one point, I would have won the, you know, a shot, shot seven, seven pounder in the side for the one tank still contesting within four. Yeah, he got the hit, and he got the six for the save. I was like, ah, oh, you know, all I needed to do was just bloody bail it, and that was the game. Um, and then eventually, the dice kind of swung the other way. His air, you know, he managed to to knock off most of my major AT assets, so I was kind of hanging on with the skin of my teeth with some um, recce units in the cornfields next to the objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his HS-129 started turning up. Um, so twice, he, he was like, oh, I'm going to target these guys. So well, if you're putting them there, which is obviously what you want to do, you can't allocate hits from an aircraft team within eight inches of one of your friendly teams. And and, and Thomas was like, oh, no, it's just bombardments. No, it's any, any even shooting. So he looks at yep. the walls and goes, oh, okay. Correct. So he just drives all of his teams eight inches away from the objective. And I'm like, okay. So all I need to do is survive and I've won the game. Because next round, you know, he won't be contesting. I'll be within four with my recce team. I'll win. It's a bold strategy, Con. Let's see how it plays yep. out. Yep. So, but with his six shots hitting on fours... He killed the whole platoon. <laughs> okay, that's that's not great. And then uh, next turn, other objective, brings the aeroplanes in, does the same thing. Drives eight inches the other direction, leaving a platoon sat on the objective with just his aircraft, and then kills that platoon as well. And then after he flies away, goes, oh, that was silly. I drove off the objective. I can't believe I did that. And then moved back. But he did it twice. And it was just like, oh. That's yeah. That's a bit Fortune unlucky. Favors the brain. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit unlucky. Yeah. So um, no, it was, it was a fun game. I should have been a little bit more aggressive, but I didn't want to make. And that you know, through through being a bit overcautious, that was my mistake. Um, so I ended up losing that one. Um, I think how did, the team actually how, didn't do? I was gonna say, how did they get on uh, overall? I think we only scored two or three points. I thought you told me it was a it was a four two in the end. Yes. Yeah, it probably was actually. Yeah. Um, so the other guys did better um, and then my second game uh, was against we were against uh, Denmark who actually have got so every sorry the, the Austrians both sides give gifts uh, traditionally for your opponents so the Austrians gave me this really neat turn counter which had a 3D printed 1917 Austrian design tank on it oh, they also cool. gave us a little QR code to scan which then told you the history of the tank last week yeah it was really good um, 
Team England, we turned up with ETC beer. So we had six large bottles of beer with our Team England and the ETC logo on it that we gave the the opposite team. Um, next year, we decided we're going to go with the beer uh, a bottle opener and just give it to them open and get like the strongest percentage beer we can. And be like, oh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, you got to drink it. I was going to go off. Yeah. This is called Windeline. We have it in the UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, <laughs> and then halfway through the game, if it goes horribly, you'd be like, well, you better let me win. Otherwise, I won't give you the antidote. <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, we we gave out um, beer because we because we drove there. We could actually take it if we had to fly. Then obviously we have to think of something else for our gift for next year. Yeah, we're hit now. Um, yeah, uh, and then we're against second round two is against Denmark, and they uh, they yep. their gift was a really cool dice which has each is each of the um, special order moves on it. Yep. So it has blitz, fail blitz, um, follow me, shoot and scoot, um, dig in. And dash, I think. Mm-hmm. So basically, as you do the order, you can just put that die down with the right face that tells you that this unit has failed to blitz, or this unit has dashed, or this unit has done whatever, which is pretty cool. Pretty good little feature. Could Although apparently later on in one of the games, well, later on in one of the games, one of the opponents was scooping up dice uh, for one of the England players and rolling them. And because it's got a symbol on every side, he was counting it as a six. Oh, so, so yeah. whoa, whoa, no, 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 that's not a six. You just stole you just picked up one of the, you know, it's a, it's a different dice. Roll again. No, um, that's pretty good. That was quite humorous. Yep, six. Um, oh, yeah, six. lovely guy called lovely guy called Jasper who had um, a broken pattern M18 Hellcat and Stuart combined list yep. with M12s as well. Um, he had oh, maneuver, which meant that we ended up rolling off to see who would outflank. And I lost the dice roll, and I had to defend in outflank. Ooh, but you um, enjoyed that a board that was a little. Yeah, well, I was I was where it could happen, but it was a little bit. Um, it was quite brutal to be honest, because it was just like he had three bombard templates. My infantry are hit on threes, or you know, one's hit on fours, but then is reluctant, um, and he's just all up in your grill in turn one. Non-consensual. Um, yep. Non-consensual. I managed to get the. Uh, Six six pounder ambush was quite nice because I took out th- uh, three of four Hellcats in a platoon in one round of shooting, and then for the rest of the game was picking off bits and pieces. And it was a real a real scrub fight. Um, I made a couple of mistakes, and what I should have done was backed up my seventeen pounders with um, turreted vehicles. Right, be, be they um, the seven pounders from the um, recce platoons, or the M10 should have been less mobile, just sat in the wood and going, "We're here." Because he managed to get around the side and push up. Yeah, he, he, turn one, he obliterated the platoon that was stopping the flanking, just drove around the side of his Stuarts. I was able to then get assaults into the side of my um, 17-pounders and then just drive them off that way with minimal minimal defensive fire. Um, I, you know, I managed to managed to get my uh, get my three platoons destroyed from him, as I did in the first game. Because you, know, you, you, you have the one, one point for a win, zero points for a draw or a loss. Mm-hmm. for your team which are the big points and then you have your actual flames of war score total is your little points so i made sure that yeah even if i was going to lose i still managed to get the platoons before you know we called it a go or you know it, the game Work, was over yeah. kind of thing yeah so um yeah no jasper really was just super aggressive with everything rammed it down my throat as you'd expect um got some nice assaults off out of terrain and bits and pieces like that but never really got enough to to break the inevitable swirling melee of you know him picking off my anti-tank assets with the air Hellcats and then just rolling everything else over with Stuarts, just machine gunning infantry and assaulting them. And uh, both games actually, my Piet died in the first artillery bombardment, and it was the only stand that died. 
it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. The pee it just like launches itself into the air and disintegrates. Yeah. Um, so that was a six-three loss as well. Yeah. Doing. Um, but yeah, both really good games, but both losses. So I was like, okay, well. So the the, the ETC favors the win over everything to start with, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So the only the only benefit of drawing is that you deny that other team a point mm-hmm. so if you can win it's way worth you know it's it's incentivized whereas if you tie out time out with a draw considering you've got three and a half hours for a round you know uh, admittedly about 30 minutes of that is taken up with the actual draw so you get to the tables and then you start deciding who's playing who and talk about the tables and get going you've got three hours for the game um you know you end up going actually is this is this what it should be um so yeah, so we I think we got about five points from rounds one and two for as a team. So we, we went out uh, on that first night, and uh, everywhere was totally in a hass out the town. Everything was totally sold out and full, apart from the curry house. Um, <laughs> the, Fate, the, a taste of <laughs> India. Yeah, uh, so our team quite likes curry, and they had uh, king cobras, not just cobra, king cobra, giant bottles of cobra beer, brewed even stronger. Yeah. Um, so we had a few of those, and the, ho- the restaurant owner came and take our order. He goes, oh, you speak English. Are you English? We said, yes. He goes, oh, excellent. I shall make you real curries and not the Belgian curry. <laughs> um, so we all got properly lovely spicy jalfrezes and madrasses and vindaloos and everything. Um, so what's the, what would it be for the Belgian curry then, normally? Just a bit blander, I think. Not quite as hot. Okay. From what he was saying. With mayonnaise. Yeah, with mayonnaise. <laughs> Um, so we ended up uh, yeah second day going in and round one was versus the mercenaries so a mix of players making up the team because we had 19 teams from countries and obviously need the 20th to make an even side to that having buys and things Um, so we ended up going in against the mercs and I ended up um, attacking against the defending it was 116th but no it wasn't 116th it was the um, reluctant SS Panzer Grenadier sorry Grenadier Company uh, with pack front, with King SS King Tigers, um, and it's the mission so where you have yes, but it was it was the old rules of you can just take whatever. So it was Waffen okay. SS with bold support, with a a card from Bulge I think applied to Waffen SS formation. So it's a it was a a, a real mix. Um, but it's the one where you have the you know I was attacking here as defending. Sorry, I was maneuver, so I was attacking in the game versus his his defending card. It's the one where you have um, you're going lengthways. The you got like a twelve or eighteen inch square mm-hmm. on one side with the with one objective in, and the other objective is in the far corner or the far side. Um, spear, scat, spear, yeah, spear point. Yes. You can't use spearhead. Yeah, spear yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, no, I I ran like hell for leather down one side to get there. Um, he obviously had his king tigers in reserves. Um, I was pretty much on the objective turn two i think i got there or turn three because uh, turn three because there was a rail a uh, one railway across the whole board which we said was a terrain dash which meant i couldn't do two cross-country dashes otherwise i would have been there turn two right. Sl- slowed him down uh, with my wheeled and track vehicles um and then basically he, the only thing he, he started off contesting with uh, a load of um two centimeter half tracks which i was like oh i was like wait a minute are they are they armored he goes no they've only got the five up save or four oh up save whatever it was it's the S5s, yeah. So machine gun the snot out of them. <laughs> um, and then they ended up sort of wiping out one. He had some long range pack 40 shots and pack front shots that sort of pinged off a couple of the armor, a couple of the universal carriers, um, which meant that I wasn't 
able to capture it straight away. Right. Well, I was close enough. Um, and by that point, he got an infantry unit over of the SS, um, sort of, you know, ran him across the board. Um, whilst I'm slowly dealing with all of his, uh, slowly dealing with his uh, Panzer fours and his little recce units and, and get, trying to get bombardments in with my um, mortars and picking shots here and there and trading off, keep, keep tying, tying up the ma- most of his army whilst my scouts are trying off to do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually I ended ended up shooting. His, his King Tigers did arrive, but they arrived the scattered reserves and they arrived with all of his other reserves, which were in his own deployment area square. Yep, which did result in a bad day for my crocodiles. <laughs> my crocodiles and AVREs did not have a good day. They're like, oh, infantry, finally. Oh, yeah. oh God, there's King Tigers here. Oh, they got friends. <laughs> uh, everything's on fire. This has all gone terribly wrong. Did the big um, boys come? The big boys, big boys came. Big boys came. The, the, the big, big boys came. They got really big guns. Um, but it was. I did get a... Um, I was shooting and shooting and shooting. And he kept saving. I whittled his platoon down. So there was only um, three stands, one of which was still contesting. Um, with the SS, is that? And then with the SS. Across. Yeah. And then I, so I was like, okay, well, I've got one Daimler that is in with the assault range. I might as well. So I charged in with the assault Daimler um, on its own. <laughs> the assault, hold on, the assault Daimler. <laughs> they were, they were, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're really good. They're not bad. Um, he missed He missed with his defensive uh, shot because um, it was pinned. Uh, I killed, Faust, yeah, Daimler yeah. actually killed the stand. Yep. Yeah killed the stand and then the rest of the platoon broke off on 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 like a one it's like oh there you go that's that's objective taken wicked so that's the first win which is which was nice nice um which then the rest of the team i think i think we six nil them or we might have been five one uh no i think it was six because we went in with five points and we six nil the team which then meant that we was, were in 11 points going into the fourth game, uh, which meant we came up against Team USA. Um, team what? Who are say it right or don't Team say it USA America. Ah, uh, right. So, so, so what team you face is based like a Swiss system then? Yeah, if so not, it's, it's yeah. Right, yeah. every round, the top plays the top for the points you've got right then. Yeah. Um, but then obviously you can't play the same team twice. Right, of course, yeah. Um, so yeah, Team USA came up um, and I ended up against... Uh, it was Bulge, Volks, Volks Grenadiers with assault rifles, Panzerfaust 2, but he'd make them all with all the veteran card. Oh my god, the 12th. Yes. Yeah. 12th Volks um, Grenadiers. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like two platoons of. That's so expensive. Two platoons of scary, scary assault rifle Panzerfaust infantry, um, Pack 40s. He had a reconnaissance company as well, which had the mortars and some scout cars. Um, that's so expensive, had my God. Hetzers. Yeah, it wasn't big, but it was enough. Yeah. Hetzers, um, HS129s again from Fortress Europe, and three uh, Brigade Panthers. How, how did you take the 109s? Uh, no, um, not 109s. Uh, HS129s. Yeah, but they're, they're a support choice, aren't they? Yep, but that was the rules. You could do it. It's because you opened up the book, you, you know, before I the FAQ came out. No, I, th- I thought you couldn't take support options. The, if it was illegal, they would have been called on it way earlier. So, I'm not saying it's illegal. I'm just saying I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. confused, which is not. So you can take so you can take the support option. You choose you choose a book your support is based on, and mm-hmm. then you can take a formation of that nation. So you could have a bulge oh, force, God. but have D-Day formations, but the, but your, all your support would come from the bulge. No, right. it, it didn't work like that for this. It was a bit okay. weird. I didn't oh. I don't quite understand it because you the it was the fortress Europe. One two nines. Yeah, which you'd have had to take in 
the Fortress Europe for the formation yeah. support. I don't know, or maybe they weren't. Maybe it was actually the one. No, I, I, I'm just intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, uh, so I'm what not are, in bag, are in bagration? Was it? Are they? Yeah, I don't think yeah. Because all Bolsh has is the Messerschmitt. The yeah, two sixty. Who knows? Anyway, it was there. Um, if you know the answers, play... this... yeah. Well, I've got the list downstairs. But we were playing. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Rolled it out. Good stuff. It's important. Uh, oh god. USA. The mission now. Uh, it's is it breakthrough where they, the defender can deploy in the entirety of two quarters? Yes. Yeah. And so the attacker has a flanking. Uh, has to put one reserve in flanking. Yep. Yep. So flanking units. I put my Crocs and my M10s because I knew the Crocs couldn't support by themselves, and they'll probably be facing the Panthers coming in from reserve. Yep. Um, and everything else I put down in my quarter and started to run forward. I got an amazing turn one AVRE bombardment on a building full of infantry. Oh, yuppie. Um, and killed, I think I killed like a stand and pinned them. And I was like, yes, the repeat's going to be very tasty. The I actually think no. I ranged on the second attempt. But the repeat, the repeat's no better. No, it's no better, but I it, I don't have to roll to range in. I got yeah. an element, yep, yep, So yep, I ranged yep, yep. in on my second attempt, yeah, so I'll be hitting them yep. fours instead of fives. I'm with you, sorry. Uh, and then unfortunately, he, he, popped his, he popped a pack ambush, got a lucky shot on the Avery, killed one of them because I failed, the, failed my armor save. Right. And then the other one ran away. I said, oh, I only got one bombardment out of them. Yeah, I was one, gutted. One bombardment out of them. I oh, know. No. Oh, I swear, every time I've seen Avery's, they run off at the first possible opportunity. So, well, I did have one that hung around for about four turns once in a game. Mm. They're not that bad, but they can be no. terrible once they, you get one shot. It doesn't matter. It's my not fearless infantry. Yeah. My fearless yeah. infantry ran forward. My um, uh, yeah, the fearless, the fearless. Uh, French ran forward and got pinned for three turns, even with the re-roll. The communists, yeah. Was it? Yeah, the communists. Uh, no, no it's the stand- FFI. Yeah, yeah standard guys. The communists are, are reluctant. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. They they were pinned as well. They sat sat around for about two turns, not doing. You anything. can't expect them to be. No. Yeah. Exactly. And then um, the uh, push forwards to to try and take his packs out with um, some assault assault assault. Uh, <laughs> he says assault universal assault. carriers. Because oh the six, well, six pounders are pushing forwards, and I managed to bail two of his armored cars behind the packs, and then I managed to get. So he had no, he had no defensive anti tank fire. So I plowed one universal carrier into the flank of them, charged in. Mm-hmm. They broke off, so I killed both pack forties right. and the two bailed out armored cars with one universal carrier assault, which I thought Apex was pretty Predator. tasty. Apex Predator. Um, the seventeen pounders over the course of three turns obliterated his mortars. 17 um, pounders did something. Uh, yeah, they mortars. did. They actually did. The 17 pounders against his armor mortar carriers. Ah, okay, right, that okay. makes more sense. Which then meant yeah. that, which then meant that once he, uh, once his soul soul armored car failed its last stands, that broke that formation because the formation was only three uh-huh. strong. Yep. So I was like, "Yep, yeah, there you go. That's a company." He's like, "Oh, I will tell you something. That's um, the first time anyone's done that. So excellent. Carry on." <laughs> HS129 came in and destroyed um, was just wrecking my universal carriers because I was kind of pinned um, stuck in a corner because he had another um, sorry there was another unit of armoured cars that eventually I, I, I got rid of I couldn't get anywhere with them I was, I was stuck basically with my infantry and guns in one corner uh, whilst he ran over a platoon of infantry onto the objectives mm-hmm. yeah, so he did have three platoons of infantry in the end because he had one on the far objective um, waiting so my M10s Arrived. He had Panthers waiting against the hedgerow. My intends came on, um, 
my mortars came in and dropped a smoke screen to keep him alive for a turn, at which point he ran forward with his infantry, with the two IC being all like, yeah, come on, let's go get him. Um, he killed two M10s in assault, with a combination of Panzerfaust or whatever, the other two broke off, um, but then my crocodiles turned up. And oh just went, oh, hello, here on three infantry that are all just here <laughs> in the open. And I, I burnt the entire platoon and his two IC. Oh they had a bad time. They had a bad time. Unfortunately, through his assault, he had pushed the M10s off of the objective. Um, and then the combination of Panthers and HS129s meant I couldn't, I bailed um, the two that were left um, outside of four inches of the objective. Whereas my Crocs can't actually contest, you know, capture capture it. No. So my Crocs went over to the centre one to help my infantry, who by this point had kind of conga lined through a church around a building, um, using the wrecks of the universal carriers that were destroyed earlier mm-hmm. as cover to basically get onto the objective. And it just became this swirling bloodbath of Panthers trying to do long range shots against the Crocs, um, <laughs> and then yeah. moving up. The M10 getting strafed by HS129s, but being bailed, but not running away. Um, and it transpired that right on the objective, I had some infantry there. I had my um, command dingo. At this point, it was a dingo because the Daimler had been killed by the HS129s. He jumped into a dingo and he'd run over um, in a cornfield, surrounded by assault rifle infantry. And uh, I got the blitz off on the crocodiles. So I had one crocodile on the side of his panthers. I remounted and last landed the M10, who also had a side shot of the panthers. Right, um, but was through concealment from his wreck, from his mate, so it was hitting on fours, um, and I missed every single shot. So I had two <laughs> shots, hit, two shots hitting on threes, two shots hitting on fours with an M10, and they all missed. Oh, and I had to take a deep, had to take a deep breath. Yeah, I had to kill one because he'd left one of the Panthers at long range to no. try and get the M10. There was only two there, and had I done it, that would have been enough to to clear the objective because the infantry were still sat in buildings after being pinned by mortar fire. And I'm just like, oh, sorry, flamers, the flamers from the Crocs. It's like, that was, that was my personal route. I took a dip then. That's a, um, that's a, one you got to dig deep on, that's for sure. No, I did. Thing. And I was like, right, this is not over. It's not over till it's over. Um, so through a swirling mixture of assault, assault rifle fire, Panzerfaust, Panthers moving around, me spending three turns dashing my um, 17 pounders along the backboard edge to get a cheeky long distance slice the pie shot. And by dashing, you mean like a two-inch like two two inch dash? dash. <laughs> yeah, so they went six inches in three turns. But it meant that I actually got one shot, which killed a panther. So right. took him down to two panthers. Um, finally got a crocodile shot. So he would miss me or bail me. I'd remount with my um, one I see re-roll. Just very fluky stuff going on. Um, would flame things with the crocodiles, which then pinned them. And they wouldn't they wouldn't unpin even though they were, you know, had a re-roll and everything. And just ended up with this one last assault where he assaulted in and he was like, right, okay, that's it, you're dead. I said, what? And he had assault guys and he had assault rifles on one side. I broke off because you can't mm-hmm. get more than six inches away from my models. I said, no, 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 it's it's six inches from the assaulting, the assaulting teams. teams. Yep. Oh, well, what about my Panthers and stuff? I said, well, he's, you know, I can run past them as long as they go with, you know, within two and I've got plenty of movement. Mm-hmm. So I did. I ended up on the other side, um, but still close enough to keep the game alive because he hadn't driven me off because I was still with an eight. Yep. He, had, he had one panther, a bailed panther, a platoon of like five or six guys strung out, and a platoon of three guys with assault rifles who followed up. They'd done the assault. I killed one in the defensive fire. They followed up. Um, I had a crocodile, my command dingo, and the one IC team of my um, FTP. Oh my god! On the objective, that was it. Um, <laughs> Blood <bath. laughs> 
I had I also had in, in my deployment area I still had my six pounders and I still had uh, my mortars. So my command my formation was okay. But I was like, this is it. I've got to do it. And then I said, Well, what's left in your company? Because I've broken the armor car company at this point. He goes, Oh, uh these two rifle platoons. Because obviously I'd smoked the one I see in the other platoon with the crocs and they came on. I was like, oh, so those three stands there, if I kill those three stands, you break. He goes, Yep. Well <laughs> So the FTP reluctantly rallies. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the re-roll from the one I see standing right next. So rallies, does its last stand. The crocodile passes its last stand. Crocodile moves up, hits all three teams with a flamethrower, only kills one. (laughs) Right, okay. Save, save, save. But you're now pinned. You've got one stand left. Right. Fire the MG from the dingo. Fire the uh, command stand with rifles as moving. Mm-hmm. kills another stand he's got right. one stand left i'm like right you've got a bailed out panther and a live panther there so if i charge you're going to get one shot from that stand and four shots from that panther which will be concealment because there's a wreck in the way yes i've got to do it then haven't i assorted in he gets two hits in defensive fire i save them both and then i make the skill check to stab the last stand with my ftp commander to to get the company break go oh go resistance it was utterly nail-biting. It's one of the best games of Flames of War I've ever had because it really was swing, 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 mm-hmm. you know, so flat what was left? death. Uh, well, after his company break, he yep. had well, he, he had the Panthers on the ball, basically, because I killed everything else and his aircraft. And I had um, FTP Commander, Dingo Command, Crocodile Command, uh, three of the three-inch mortars, because mm-hmm. he strafed one of them, um, four 17-pounders and three six-pounders. Everything else was gone. <laughs> That's a bloody game. It was great, um, and uh, yeah, that was um, that was another point which meant that we. I think we did two. We won two, lost one, and I think we timed out on three of them. There, you timed out on the three and a half hours. Well, I don't know. We it was a draw. I don't. I didn't ask too much about the draws. I think no. it was more a case of they kind of realised that. They they ground each other down to the point where no one could really win, so they don't. No one went to uh, risk. That's that's fine. That's that's, that's an acceptable draw. The draw where yeah. everyone has just beat themselves to burger. That's yeah, like... I think I think that's more what it was. And it's like, well, if I push in with this one stand, I'm gonna lose the game, mm-hmm. so it's not worth doing. But they're both saying that, so. Uh, that's a bit. That's a bit different. Yeah, I did bother too much because all my games were win or loss. Mm-hmm. That's my instructions from the skipper. So that's what I did. Um, Always follow orders. Yeah. A good soldier always follows orders. So then uh, on the third day, well, so then that night we're down in town again and uh, everything was rammed apart from the curry house. So we had another curry, as you do. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, what a hardship. Play, play, playing up to our stereotypes quite nicely. I'm um, just a stank. After a while, a chemical warfare kicks in against yeah. the opponents. Yeah, exactly. So then, uh, yeah, day, day three... Um, we went in and we were against the Swiss to start with. I had a quick, pretty good round. Um, with Dan Neutronians. Yeah. So I ended up playing um, against Etienne Doof, who had a combination of M10 Company and Stuarts, US Stuarts. Um, and we played Valley of Death. So I was mm-hmm. defending. Um, and it ended up, I had two nice little hillsides in my deployment area. Mm-hmm. Um, and a town where... It, I forced him to put the objectives and he was assaulting through open ground and a hill fall. Right. Um, so kind of worked, you know, picked the right end to defend from. Um, but we were so a hill, tired. A hill fort. Are you saying you're playing Meg here? Or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not a hill fort, you know, the, the desert fort. All oh, right. Yeah. So we just played it as one big building. Um, playing versus Gethrix. Yeah. yeah, we ended up 
um, we were so tired that we were just just getting things wrong the whole time. I I missed. I I dropped a smoke bombardment in my first turn to keep my stuff alive and reposition. Um, and then when he dropped his second smoke bombardment, it was yeah, it was fine. But when he went to go drop. So he dropped one, and then he went to go drop another one. I said, oh, this is your third one. He's firing. And we both sit there, and he goes, no, there's been three smoke bombardments, but he's only fired two? What was that? And it was, oh, yeah, the first one was mine, wasn't it? <laughs> it was just one of those games where we were just so exhausted. Um, we just kept making, just sitting there going, how can you do that? Oh, no, wait, you can't. Or, oh, no, wait, yes, you can. That's just silly. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was... Yeah, you know, a nice guy, um, and we were just both one of those games were tripping over each other with the rules. Yeah, um, uh, but then eventually, uh, super aggressive, ran up, was getting around the side of my seventeen pounders, was assaulting mortars and taking out, you know, very good with smoke and things like that um, until my crocodiles turned up on that flank and went, uh, "No, boys, come on, we'll make um, some smoke of our own." Yeah, make some smoke <laughs> of our own. <laughs> sure, it was like exploding, uh, but he managed to get. Stuart assaults into the town. The reluctant pushed me things off. He, I, I was a bit careless with my universal carriers, um, and after he, after my mortars ran away, um, I ended up basically it was turn six. I'd whittled down most of his company, um, and then I realised his turn six. He tried to push in and drive me off, couldn't. And I was like, oh wait a minute, you've got one Stuart on that objective, and on the other one, the only thing you've got within eight is a single stand of the um, reluctant battle weary rifles. So if I kill those two, I win the game. So the Stuart exploded pretty much quick instantly. Um, the one stand that was within eight and the rest of the platoon, um, which was behind it, I drove up, got an AVRE bombardment, hit the stand, double save. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shot it with machine guns, six pounders, the crocodiles, everything he had to make five more saves and he wasn't dug in and he passed them all <laughs> so i'm like okay so that's seven yep. infantry saves that one stand has had to make I, I hit it way more times because he was bound you know mistaken target and things like that um but yeah that it, actual stand took seven saves and i sorted it in combat with um the free french this time the ff5 platoon killed it yes excellent uh, and then he passed his five up motivate to counter attack and then I bailed and, and fell back. So we actually got the rest of the platoon in. And the next turn, he managed to get a sniper shot on sevens on my platoon commander. And then that actually broke my company. Oh, my God. So it was it was literally seven three-ups followed by a five or a six. If you failed any of those, I won the game. Um, <laughs> but you made them all. And then managed to just snipe snipe, snipe my one you know, one guy on a seven. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do about that. Nope. No, I was like, okay, all right. Them the breaks. But the rest of the team did really well. Uh, so we ended up going into the final round in first place with 14 points. Um, and then we ended up, we'd already played Team USA. So it was, um, I think it was us, USA, then Poland. So us, Poland, and then USA in terms of the, in going into the final round. But we'd already played right. USA, so we ended up playing Poland in the final round. Um, and I ended up playing against Marcin who is actually the uh he ended up winning the best player of the tournament and he had he had the he was the one with the the polish hussar list it's all painted in red with winged hussar things which was a a brick motor rifle company with stan hollis um a couple of crocodiles universal carriers at carriers at the razoo he picked defend so i was attacking in no retreat um and basically he outplayed me he had all the synergies down perfectly so we had minefields he had infantry more than two inches from the edge of the minefield so you couldn't enter the minefield without assaulting the infantry um he had in the woods he had the universal carriers which were you know far enough back that they could defensive fire but not within six inches 
that you you couldn't get within six inches to shoot them because you were then too close to the infantry. Uh, the mines he put down, he left enough of a gap that was smaller smaller than a vehicle, but big enough for an infantry stand to move through using the yeah. old fluid rules. So he'd just sacrifice two stands a turn to slow everything down. So he'd just move two stands out, stand in the open, and go, well, I'm here now. But it was a different platoon from the one that was in the minefield. So you couldn't target that platoon and then shoot the guys in the minefield with the excess hits. You could only shoot those two stands because the rest of that platoon was hiding in the in the woods. Very clever. Very, very clever. Um, and uh, yeah, it just ended up just trying to bleed things through. Um, and in the end, he assaulted the crocodiles off the contestant distance using one guy who came out and then charged in. So one infantry stand moved and then charged, which then meant that the infantry stand that was concealed by terrain, which was outside of four inches of my tank, could then charge the back of his base, which then meant that I was technically in contact with a team that sorted from terrain, so that tank got no defensive fire. Because it's the sneaking up on tanks rule, and that's the way it's written. And it was like, that's very clever. And that is the rules, and that's the way it works. And them's the know, rules. Them's the rules. But at the same time, you say that, and actually, um, he assaulted at the very early stand bit of the game. He assaulted my six pounders, killed the one he was in base to base contact with. But there was another gun within four, and then he said, "Oh no, the assault's over. I've won." So no, you haven't. I get to motivate. Boof. There's a six. Right, I've motivated. You now need to motivate again. And he was adamant that no, 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 because I couldn't charge into contact. The assault was over. Um, then we went to the rule book and eventually went, oh, no, you are right. That is, that's totally the way it works. Oh, then he broke off and I machine gunned the crap out of his guys with my universal carriers. Um, so why, so why, did he, why did he think the assault was over? Because I couldn't, the gun team obviously can't charge into assault. They can't make you know, contact. I can't make contact. So therefore he thought that he had won the assault because his understanding was because I couldn't charge in. The assault was over and he had won, so I had to break off and I'd be caught by breaking off. But it, that's not how it works. And no. basically, you know, it just says if the assaulting team could assault another team within four inches with another move, then test counterattack, do that. Well, mm-hmm. I counterattack, nothing happens, you test counterattack. Um, at which point he was reluctant, so he ran away. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was falls. Yeah, because it's battle weary. Desert rats, I think it was. Right. Um, so yeah, no, he he ground me down and pushed me off the objective just through much better playing and you know brain fog and fatigue at that point after doing three solid games of sorry three do, th- three days of solid flames of warring um, and uh, yeah terrain was a bit funky as well and different other excuses are available <laughs> um, but yeah six fantastic games um, we beat Poland I think we had two wins two losses no two wins a loss and three draws again for whatever reason. Um, which then meant that uh, we were second overall. So Team USA won because they had a stonking last round and scored five points, I think. Um, then it was us, and then Poland came in third, which uh, was not too shabby, I don't think. I think Duncan's left in disgust. No, sorry. I just didn't <laughs> shut the door. Yeah, that's it. This podcast is over. No, uh, I, was just, I, was just think, I was just thinking, um, do you know who the Americans played? Uh, the last round was the Swiss. Okay. So yeah. Um, no, I I had six very very good games. Um, from what I gathered, there were a couple of exclamations and loud sharing shoutings of WTF and things like that, and some people getting way too competitive and slamming the table, bits and pieces like that. But from what I gather, those players had all made their own mistakes and were angry at themselves and couldn't believe that they'd you know done something silly like drive eight inches away from the objective because they were worried about something else and therefore thrown a game that they were winning. Um, 
Was that your opponent from earlier trying to do the air support thing again, was it? No, what? no. He Thomas just laughed. Thomas, would, yeah, he was a lovely guy. He he just laughed about it. It was like, oh, well, that was very silly. <laughs> um, no, but someone else did something similar uh, and right. actually got caught out by it because um, they were trying to not get assaulted by tanks and move back. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not assaulted by infantry uh, and Panzerfaust. So they moved back, but they moved outside of eight and they didn't declare that they were staying within eight of the objectives. So a lot of it is about just being declarative with what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's always so, a cornerstone of flames is to state your intentions. Yeah. So, so I'm moving back. I'm still within eight of this, but I'm outside of four of that. And I think I can be. Yep, that's a legal placement. Everyone's happy. Or I'm moving yeah. back. I'm trying to be outside of that. And your opponent goes, oh, back a bit more. Yeah, you're there. Or Exactly. No, you always tell your opponent what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. And you talk, you communicate that way. Um, and he didn't. He just moved them back so that when, when they measured it, it was eight and a half inches. And it's like, well, you've just moved off the objective and lost the game. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you don't you don't take those things back. No, not this not this level. Not, not at this level, exactly that. Yeah. Exactly. If you're that. not communicating and you do it, then it's a state. Basically, you are doing as yeah what you've done yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, that said, at one point in my game against uh, I think it's Chris Jackson, the American guy, um, I, the smoke had got blown off one of my Daimlers, had fallen off, mm-hmm. so I actually attached it back to the platoon and started driving it back from the dead. Um, luckily we realised it only actually moved once around a corner and then we're like okay this guy this guy and we both did the count like this guy yeah 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 yeah, that's fine I'm like no it's not and he goes yeah no it's not he's dead (laughs) put him back (laughs) at least you spotted it first no he did we spotted it pretty much the same time but he was like isn't he I was like yes he is and you know and it was like an honest mistake Um, so we just moved on and it hadn't affected anything so we just Mm. moved on with it um that's it. You catch it early enough. It's just exactly, and that's the thing. That's the thing about the games. I want to say is that everyone had that level of sportsmanship that I played at least. <sighs> so does this mean we can't take the piss out of the ETC anymore? Nope. Um, <laughs> not this one. <laughs> you know, no. nope. This one was exceptional, I think, in that the boards were amazing. Because I've heard yeah. the guys were saying horror stories about we've had to go out and literally build card terrain to stock up tables and bits and pieces like that. Yes, I've seen a recall um, that one being a big a big thing back with his um, pictures yeah. coming up. Yeah. So this one was well worth it. It was really fun. Um, I managed to resist uh, all the stuff that the table tabletopper.nl was the, the war game store there in support. Um, the only thing that I ended up buying is they had, um, which I haven't seen for separately forever, was a destroyed Easy 8 objective that used to be mm-hmm. in the old armoured um, box set. Um, so I, I bought myself one of those as a memento. Um, before That's I then, memento. Before I then got a nice uh, trophy, nice plaque. So at the moment, the uh, the, the Brit Recce are in the cupboard with the plaque behind them, looking all very, very professional, very proud. <laughs> so, so is that it? We ever get to set army grace the tables again? Um, might take it to warfare for one last hurrah. Because um, I think it's 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 balanced enough; it can do well in a non-ETC environment. Balance is a relative thing. This part, but okay. <laughs> Well, sorry. Okay, it has it has enough. It is multifunction enough. Yeah, there's yeah, enough concessions um, that have been made to make it not an absolute noblest. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not auto yeah. lose against certain forces. It still has a good game. It's still competitive, mm-hmm. in, even with the changes they've made. Um, and then uh, with the extra ten points, I'll probably end up taking um, typhoons because that'll be fun. Um, 
armored carriers which is the m5 half track for the 17 pounders because i missed yep. that on some of those games some of the deployments was like oh, i could really do with driving these guys over somewhere else um and then uh the avre bridge just uh, in case there's another that's river such, or that's such a trap for you you're just gonna <laughs> it use is. it for using its sake it's either that or like flank because the river it's either that or a lucky card and i thought oh you're not taking use our relationship enough i'll take an avre breach you're, you're not taking lucky <laughs> so there you go lucky immediately discounts you from anything um so there is one one addendum to this story is i went down on the last day after we found out we got second place everyone in the team was super excited and happy about it um so I went down to the bar and I said to the bar lady, the bar lady, can I have a, a, a rum and diet coke? Just because that's my usual drink. Finish that, you know, start start the celebratory night with that. Um, so she pulled out a tumbler, pulled out a shot glass, uh, a measurer, put a double in, put another double in, and goes, oh, I never know how many to give because I don't drink. Do you want another one? I said, oh yeah, okay. So she puts <laughs> another double in. She goes, do you want some ice? I said, yeah, I'll have some ice, but not too much. She goes, okay. And then she fills another glass half full of ice and pours, because is that okay? I'm like, yeah, sure. At this point, she pours that into the glass and then just hands it over. He goes, there you go. So my rum and double Coke turned into six shots of Bacardi on ice. Um, that sounds hideous. It was, well, it was actually pretty, pretty damn good because I like rum. It was, yeah, it was but- Bacardi spiced. Oh, okay. Not just not okay. Not not, not, not but, just yeah. Not not white is the spice rum. So I was like, oh, well, okay. Less, so, less rum on the rocks and more rums on a face serious rock slide. No, <laughs> rum on a on a uh, on an iceberg. Yeah. So everyone else came out with a beer for the first drink of the night, and there's me just doing six shots of rum. So uh, yeah. <laughs> did you did you at least do it through your eye like a proper you know? <laughs> no. No, not quite. Not quite. That that would have finished yeah. it off. That'd have been hilarious. Watch these so, lads. The saga, I think the ETC saga will continue for perhaps another year, at least, what until I get one where I turn up and it is, well, you know, existing team members get the first invite, first refusal at the next So what you're saying is you're going back? I'm going back, and then I'll probably have a terrible event and be like, oh no, it really wasn't worth it. <laughs> okay, and we can go back to taking the mick out of the ETC on the podcast yep. again. <laughs> exactly that, exactly that. I couldn't fault this one. It is yearly, um, isn't it? It's not like a tw- every other year. No, yeah, every year, every mm. year. So do you know where the next one is yet? Yeah. No. So it all goes through um, a bidding process where teams put together a package and they say, here it is, here's the venue, here's what it's going to cost, here's our proposals, mm-hmm. which is why the quality does vary wildly because obviously here's some teams... Here's Lebanon. Yep. Some teams believe what they can do. Um, and for those who are wondering why the US, Canadians and New Zealand team are there, it's because it technically is the World Team Championship, but it's always hosted in Europe. So it's the, the European hosted team championship for Flames <laughs> It's like Eurovision. Team USA were there. Yeah. So you should have brought in the, the Eurovision rule of like they can take part but they can't win. Like Australia, they get no points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go, vote that in. So. For democracy. For democracy. <laughs> now, my, well, my idea I had Uh-oh. was that because the draw is kind of there and some people there's nothing worse than getting to a table and being thrown under the bus so much so that the swiss team actually had a high-vis jacket labeled bus boy for the team yeah. member that was getting thrown <laughs> under the bus for that round and then the manager's <laughs> like why me oh god please no um so my idea was to to you know and, and some of the captains seemed to like it was instead of having the matchups as they are done now have you know the team matchups done on the team score as they are apart from the first one it's random um but then it's done by your flames of war score 
per player. So the best the best English player plays the best French player and so on and so forth until you get the weakest player versus the weakest player. Right. Because that way you'll get a good game and you know the, the, the strategy of matching up and getting thrown under the bus kind of disappears because if you do well, you'll play good players and if you don't do well, you'll play not so good players and eventually it'll be the best team as overall that wins. Yeah, rather, yeah. Than, rather than who gets lucky on the draw and whatnot. I mean, I feel like way in your first, you, you go to your first event and you, you try and make changes, but yeah, so. Well, it's, it's the Fez way, isn't it? It's not my first rodeo. I've run things in different pieces before. I can see. But I, I do see your logic and what you're trying to say. It is a fair reflection of a team, but I suppose yeah. the thing is, it's so team dynamic of who gets like, you know, who does what versus what. I was going to say, that's thing. like the Ryder Cup, like that half the art is in the pairings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I there is be... an element of that. It's a whole meta game. It's like a... Yeah, that you don't have to yeah, play. It's brilliant. Then... Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing that whilst that meta game's going on, two two normally it's the captain and you know de- team deputy captain are sat there around <laughs> doing it. And everything else is just kind of well, you know, or, or senior players. I want to be so part there's two of the two are doing that. The other four players are just kind of like laying out stuff, having a chat, getting a drink. You know, not doing anything really because you don't want to get involved and mess things up. So. No, good fun. Really good fun. Super excited. And it was, it, I mean, there's something else to be said for about 120 people playing Flames of War, you know, having 120 different armies. Mm-hmm. I, I say different, mostly different. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, is it Ludwig? say Ludwig. I can't remember. Oh, gosh. One of the Denmark players won, or Denmark won Best Painted Team. Right. Because one of their guys, I something I sent you guys a picture, did a British uh, rifle company, I think, where he painted all of the eyes on every single figure. So every yeah. single figure had painted pupils and whites of their eyes and stuff like that. And it was a little bit insane. I'm pr- I imagine he was by the end of it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the ETC. All right. Uh, officer answers then. Yeah, so we had a rapid call out because we realised we should redo really officer answers. Is that uh, immediate reserves? It's is, immediate reserves, uh, yeah. But it's scattered. Scattered, scattered, no, scattered deployment. It's when you end up and you've got half your rifle stands facing the wrong way. Because <laughs> you're just rushing or you're gluing tufts on them as they come out of the box. Yes. Something went wrong. I'm not sure what. <laughs> yeah, so as usual, we got our, um, we got a mix of questions from the Patreon page, questions from the Discord, and of course, questions from the um, Facebook page. So, And I, I don't know which or which, so I'll just read them. Take um, us away, yep. Kay Lewing asks, what is the most interesting slash fun unorthodox table sizes or setups you've played on or think could be fun i saw a post on the team yankee subreddit where a gaming club played a game on three tables laid out in a u-shape and that got me thinking about what other table setups would be interesting who wants to go first i I, i've played the um a u-shaped table before we we have done that um we have the eastern front game i was trying to remember why we did we did it we basically it's like two prongs of the attack meeting in the center so the idea was you'd have to like get infantry enemy falling back towards you know, consolidating their line towards um, for the centre table off the two prongs effectively. Um, yeah, it was quite an interesting game, I seem to recall, but it's like years ago. One of, one of the most amusing games I've played was the 6x4 boards but in the shape of the Roman numeral 2. Right. So you so had, adjacent to each other or parallel. No, no, like with the top and bottom bar, you know, with the, so the two two 6x4s formed like a bridge. Um, oh, okay, yeah. The top and bottom bar is like three 6x4s Um and we did that as if it was going across bridges across a ravine, um, yep. which were four foot wide, which then meant you had a hole in the middle that you could get in. So you had access to all the, t- the play space. Um, because it was a ravine, you could fire across the gap and fly across the gap, but you couldn't obviously drive across the gap. Um, 
and then that meant that we could have you know a bigger engagement space without well whilst we're having access to the center of the board rather than just doing a big square and then that's being like okay. when we get to the models there yeah so that's my favorite one hmm. i think i think mine that was it just complete the set i guess was the t-shaped one we played a desert game and we had um the the, the British were attacking um, from one, like if you think about it, from like the stalk of the T, and then there were objectives on the either arm of the T, so the mm-hmm. British could actually swing around either way. But it was in V3, and it just allowed you to do things with the 88s, like actually fight, use their long range capability to fire, you know, the full 40 odd inches or whatever it was. The and full distance, yeah. That was quite interesting because. Uh, it, it 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 was just you know we didn't know up until the moment when the British broke as to which direction they were actually going to potentially attack in. Um, so yeah, that was that was quite cool. Different uh, uh, different shape tables are always good. Yeah, keep it fresh. Yep. Chris Jensen asks, with the new Eastern Front releases starting to come out, got me thinking. Even though I already have way too much in my closet of shame and quadruple wise already tabletop ready, why do I keep buying all the new starter boxes that come out? <laughs> Is it because I'm mental? Or because the deals are too good to pass up, even though they may never get opened. I think I have a problem. Welcome to well, the you club. Have a problem. The problem yeah. is you're questioning, you're questioning why you're buying these boxes <laughs> when you know they're fantastic value and you know you're going to get round to them eventually. I, th- I think I've reached the point um, where I can't get everything painted before I die. I think, yeah, I think uh, I'm the see, same boat. See, now my dad did that. He had, he had that thought with his, his scale modelling. Yep. So what he did is he helped. He got me over the course of a year to go up into his loft, you know, the, the attic of shame, and box by box, we eBayed all of his model kits because he had stuff back from the sixties, his seventies airfix, old classic kits, and some of them were worth quite a bit of money, you know, big ships and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And we eBayed them all, and I got a share for doing the bit of the legwork, and he got the money back, you know, a, a chunk of cash back, um, which he then immediately spent on buying brand new kits. So, I mean, these ones are easier to build, I guess, because they're newer. I think it's that classic fear <laughs> of missing out, isn't it? It's, it's, FOMO. It's, yeah. it's, it's such a good deal. You want to buy into it and you're ready, it'll never come back. Even though you don't really need it, you can't feel you have to. I think, I think it's more you know that, yeah, if you, you've got to get around to it eventually, right? Is it Hummel syndrome, Lee? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to push the button on Hummels next day wesps ah! is it 1am yet <laughs> oh god yeah. and now they're out in plastic yeah I, I, I don't know yeah, I these mean, are, these are got in painted before the plastic ones appeared it makes them nice. so bad yeah. here's a tricky one though here's a tricky one I mean there's always the next projects on the horizon right yeah and my thing is just no comment <laughs> it's tasty in earshot <laughs> no but she said she listens to these yeah so eventually she's like oh god <laughs> as long as it has Jesus, a home, a home, like, yeah, storage yeah, area. Uh, yeah, does it? Where, where's it going to live? As long as it's not going to start taking up her side of the bed again, that's the main thing. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Don't oh, worry, Eddie. you don't have a problem, Chris. Someone always has one worse. Yeah, mess a terrible job. Um, I mean, <laughs> what is exactly? You better yeah. than that. Well, hobby, hobbies are just ways to spend <laughs> disposable income, right? So it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, you, yeah. you or rent. It. What? Oh, no. Nothing. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> wife's anniversary present. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here you go, honey. I bought you a brand new Panzer three company. Yeah, that's like the homer when he buys Marge a bowling ball, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> that's what I always wanted. Andrew Garoparari asks, uh, we're looking into having more events in New Zealand 
in New Zealand, New England for Flames of War and Team Yankee. What are some must-do things at tournaments? Do you divide mid-war tourneys by theatre? How many points for desert versus eastern front? Okay. Take Same one points. at a time. Yep. So one, yeah, one at a time. Must-do things at tournaments. Mm. Personal hygiene. <laughs> yeah. Personal space. <laughs> things that involve people. No, um, comfortable. make it as comfortable as possible for people. Make it as easy as possible for people to understand the rules pack. Make sure you have a rules pack. Um, mm -hmm. have a ringer if, if anyone moans that they out. don't oh can I bring my east front nope. army to this desert list just point them at the aforementioned very cheap starter sets and go come on dude seriously oh yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, subscribe always to rule number one which is don't be a dick yeah, yeah. and then if, you if must you subscribe afford to rule number two if you can't afford if you can't afford the cheap new army then uh, have which a what, yeah I think the other thing we talked about before is, is run the, the run the event you'd want to play in. So if you want to make it yeah. super competitive because you love super competitive stuff, run it, and people will either come or they won't. But don't don't compromise um, on how you want to do it because it's it's hard work, Lee. Right, running a running a tournament. Yes. Yeah, very much so. It's thankless, thankless work as well. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, just make sure that you you enjoy running it as as much as you possibly can. Um, and yeah, just have a go. I think it's the other one. Give it a bash. Yeah, so, just... so also with your prize support, think about what you're trying to promote with the hobby. Yeah. So I know Hammy at Carivory, um, most sportsmen, best sporting gets the biggest prize. Yeah, and for God's sake, don't give people who won best painted paint. <laughs> you know, or the Colours of War painting book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's funny. But in terms of like splitting their um, books, yeah, definitely. I just, it's less of a thing in version four, but I, it's certainly every other version. I've always done Eastern Front and Desert as separate tournaments. If if if, um, if historical stuff um, doesn't bother you, do what you like. If you like things to yeah, look yeah. in theatre, yeah, absolutely. Don't don't run, and uh, you know, don't and maybe don't even run things like winter boards or stuff like that as well, because sometimes mm -hmm. they can be a bit a bit jarry. Because you get lots of people with green bases running around on a white babe table, and you're like, oh. You've got to roll for hypothermia. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's uh, just like uh, when Finns yeah. go on a desert board, you've got to roll for uh, heat exhaustion. Overheating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what nice. was, the, was that? Was that all the questions? Oh. Did we get them all? Uh, no, as in for how that many points for desert? Yeah, how many points for desert versus Eastern Front? Oh, I think I it's your first. Do, I mean, I suppose. I would, I would stick under 100. It's less of, yeah, for, de for Desert, it's less of an issue because Desert's got lots of cheap stuff that generally works quite nice against each other. Um, Eastern Front, you've got always, you know, German Kursk players really want more points and sometimes you've got to say no to them because frankly, yeah. they don't deserve it. So, more Panthers. So, here's to I, you, Michael Robinson. I love, I love wacky, wacky, wacky points levels as well. That's my personal penchant. I loved it when um, Warfare did 88 points. I was like, that's brilliant because how often do people play 88 points never right do that so well, I'd love to, I, I made a joke yeah. to the i made a joke to the england team that i was going to run a seven point tournament yep perfect <laughs> and it was yeah, like I okay so you, you all start with an eight in, you start with an eight inches of the objective and uh yeah you roll off to go first and then uh, they're like, oh yeah okay at first they're like what and then it was like oh i could take the remaining r35s and he's like oh how would they do against the sherman and by after about 20 minutes i was like guys i was, I was only half joking yeah, 8.39 eight, eight, eight is the way forward. I like 88 as a point, just because obviously it's a, a very significant number for yep. um, World War II players. So. Yep. 
88 points of 88. 45 points. 76, 76 would be the next one to do. Yeah. <laughs> 129? Uh, so Mike... 125, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Late, 125 for late, late war. That's a... <laughs> Mike Robertson asks, so with the mid-war compilations finished, what are we... Ex- uh, so with the mid-war compilations finished out... Sorry. I think it's supposed to be a full stop. Are we expecting the late war ones as well? Would they group them by nation, American, Soviets, German, Brits, or by title, D-Day, Bagration, Bulge? And what late war more monsters are people expecting to see them include? He personally demands to see the American T-28 super heavy because anything Hetzer... Because <laughs> anything Hetzer can do, America can do better. <laughs> I was say, is that the giant murder turtle? That is a giant yeah. murder turtle, yes. Yeah. Um... I, I hope, it's my hope that they do it by theatre. So they don't just lump yeah, I think everything they'll do together. D-Day, Bulge, yeah. Berlin. Berlin. The way the titles are set up, it kind of lends it to it, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I'm not expecting it any time soon, because obviously if they only did this for Midwalk, because they do a bunch of reprints, that's the easiest way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Late War Very Monsters, so. there will definitely be a mouse, because there's a plastic mouse, isn't there? Mouse. And I technically you can't say it, one might. Technically one might have seen combat, you don't know. I mean, if you really want to go that's down that enough. road... That's he... enough to field companies worse under Phil Yates' ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but you could have, have the... Scout, spearhead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, you wait till you see... The, yeah, the rat. The rat's coming. The rat. Mm. They're, they're, they're forging Battlemaker 1 to 100 scale rat. They do. They do. I was I always wanted to play a game on the back of it using um, single figures. It's like you know you've got the rat driving around, and you've got the special uh, OSS operatives trying to raid it. <laughs> Get, game within a game because it's huge. Yeah, it's a bit like um, a Scooby Doo adventure. Yep, running through the doors. Yep. Lexi Valkyria, uh, lessons for the front question for you all. Oh, topical. One. What do you most approve? What do you approve of most? As in the most needed change, only one of us can answer the 116th. <laughs> um. uh, so change the change in the way the whole infantry in and out of buildings. I, I start off with I didn't get didn't get it. And I thought, well, that's not giving me a chance to counterattack my Panzerfaust arm loonies. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then I realised what it's doing, which basically it stops someone gaming the system to force infantry out of buildings. We were talking about this, weren't we? Because of one stand that didn't fit. Because of one stand. Once once someone explained it that way, I thought, oh, okay, I see it. All right, so yes, yes, the assault ends, so I can't counterattack. But on the other hand, I'm not not running the risk of my guys being forced at a building for no good reason. Yeah. So it it kind of makes a sense in that respect. Well, it stops tanks being able to pseudo-assault buildings. Correct. Yeah, once once explained like that, it all made a... A sense, yeah. I like the list clarifications. What one list, yep. one book, one card, one card. Yeah, which does kind of. I mean, the only thing that's going to mess up is it. You know, if I wanted to take um, my Yag Panthers with a D Day list, I, can I, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, you can. Why can't you do that? Because it's one list, one book. Yeah. No, I think what it's saying is you can't apply formation cards to oh, non-book okay. formations. Yep. Unless I misread it. I thought that's what it was So doing. I can still take a black box unit of Jag Panthers with my D Day. Absolutely, yeah. Excellent. They but, were you there. but you couldn't do that, then apply the card to that unit. Right. I get you. Unless it's a card from that book. But now they have set some exceptions, like um the Hellcats being used in a D Day force, you can still yep. use their D Day card 
And of course, battle, it's, that's exactly the intention of it. But battle Babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Battle Babies right is that, the yeah. other one, I think, isn't it? Because it takes the uh, D-Day infantry and puts them into bold. Yes, I think I think um, those kind of exceptions are allowed for. Yeah, so yeah. Happy with that. Punk? Yeah. Nah. 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 Games, flames, dice. I don't, I don't even know if I bothered reading it. I don't think I did. <laughs> I, don't, I can't. I can't think of anything that tremendously shook me from it. Um, the the wreck the the wrecks thing is nice as well. What Although, they come off? Yeah, that you don't end up having to trip over the wrecks. You're just like, okay, they're there, but they're not. Get rid of them. Yeah, I was thinking about Play this. The game, move yeah, on. What I would actually prefer to see is that they standardise the size of a wreck, because then you could just put a template down to make a wreck marker irrespective of the footprint of the tank. Yeah, it's a hard one. It's not. It just makes I mean, it the honest, same you, size. Small. You got. Well, you've got small and medium bases. Yeah, and, that's what I'm know, saying. So, and then large. And you just, you just clarify it on the card or, or in the unit entry and say what, what size wreck it is. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah. be it won't be a fully formed wreck, will it, necessarily? Some of them will get blown no. apart. Some of them some of them will just take that's a small hit. That's called a and, tank. Yeah, and it might. But I just yeah. I think that, that might work. I'd be for that because sometimes you do look at it and go, there's a lot of burning crap down there. What's actually alive? <laughs> and it looks cool, but it, it, can't, it shouldn't get in the way of actually... The game. Playing the game. Yeah, exactly. But um, the, 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 was the one one six? I don't even see. I've got this thing about the one one six. I wasn't even sure it was necessary. The fact that everyone saw it in tournaments, well, that probably meant it was just overpointed. But I always thought lessons for the front was for clarifications, not for amending stuff. Because if that was true, the, the Armada should have been amended years ago. Ooh, That's true, but don't, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. He started. He started doing it. Just no, but also like if, the reason you see it lots is because it's the most competitive. So. That just means someone's going to find something else that's slightly broken now. That's mm-hmm. true, but I don't. Yes, I, that's always I, the case. It is, and but I just don't. I don't know. The, for for a short time, the game will change. Yeah, and I was a bit. Just live in the moment, Duncan. Just live in the moment. I was also a bit surprised <laughs> about the pack front change. Uh, so I, I don't. I've always been of the belief that if something's being used over and over, it expends yeah. anything else appearing. It probably needs a change. And pack front and the and hundred sixteenth both fall into that category. But I don't think I don't think pack front's gonna. I think you're just gonna see an evolution of pack front because now it's two points a gun, right? Yeah. yeah it makes so it I think you'll expensive. see a two. No, I think uh, it's only two points. I think you'll see short platoons because it's ten points then for two guns. You don't bother. Yeah, down- got four then. Yeah, but you don't bother downgrading them, so they're now hit on fours. A lot of people downgrading them, weren't they, to assault flax? Yep. So I just think it changes things. I mean, it's it's just it's the same as uh, to me. Change is good. It, yeah, exactly. I don't care about it. That's 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 the thing. I, it's just kind of passed me by because mm. it's just the points. The points. Whatever they want to tell me, the points are. As long as I can work it out and I'm fine with it, then yeah. I don't, the, banana. The, these <laughs> these tanks cost blue swimming pants. Oh, that's cool. Blue swimming pants. Yeah, that's excellent. Okay. Does the, does anyone yeah. have a worst change? I, 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 not a change, but I think there's a worse clarification in there, which was the ability to assault units seemingly that are further than four inches away. Yeah, yes. Because I don't think it needed clarifying. And I think because of the clarification, it's now thrown up other issues. Yeah, we're always seeing people try and like prove out silly extremes the example. Yeah. With like, uh, if I touch this hedge and you're touching this hedge, but I'm 18 feet away, but it's still the same continuous hedge, therefore I'm in contact. It's yeah, and, and that's that's the issue. Yeah. yeah, that's the trouble. And uh, but but that again, that was a clarification, and I don't think I saw anyone playing it 
in the like I said, I always played it that if you touch the obstacle that someone was directly behind, that was enough to conduct an assault. Yeah. So long as long as you were in front of the enemy, if you stopped because no. of an obstacle, that was not a problem to my mind. See, see we were just we were just we were talking about this before. I, I used to play it so if you were four in four inches of the hedge and the hedge is I don't know, half a centimetre wide or whatever, you could assault four plus the half centimetre hedge into what was directly touching the back of the hedge. No. Well, okay. If that's how you play it, that's how you play it. That's not how I would have played it. I would have played that... it. You need to be in front of the enemy, fine, but you stop early because of the terrain. Uh, uh, because uh, because uh, then you end up in a case that I can't assault you from behind the hedge. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, one that way doesn't make any sense. But that's what I mean. That, that's, that's what I think is clarifying. If you're well, how are you close enough to run and hit me, and I'm not close enough to run and hit you? But that's that's my point. Is that as rules as written, that was just the way we played it. It, it had nothing to do with the rules. It was just the way that we yeah. played it down the club type thing. Because I think we misread something way back, and it's always the way we done it. Yeah. But rules as written, that's what I mean. Is it, it's very specific. You have to be within four. I don't I don't see why that needed elaboration across the nation. Um, yeah. I just I mean, think yeah. if, that, if, you're that, like. if you're asking that question a lot, I think you might have to ask the question of why should I, why am I asking that question a lot? Yeah, yes. Well, <laughs> if you're that self-aware, you wouldn't probably be playing playing all uh, games. Uh, Martin Turner asks, yeah. "Will you get to talk to anything? Will you get to talk about anything other than the ETC? And are you running a sweepstake for the number of time Fez mentions England came second? Well, I mean, that's over the second time we mentioned it, so you're doing pretty well, actually. I didn't mention it. Martin did, so uh, it's only one. Well, I, did, I, I, did, I did say that, uh, that uh, you know England may have come second, but Eddie one hundred percent came first, as is his <laughs> reputation. <Yep>. Always, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris ninety three asks, "Why are a lot of old players saying that version three is better than version four? I know that this is the same as forty k, etc. But here in Germany, where I play, we have tons of people referring to this, and mm-hmm. I, as an old V three player, can't see the problems other people seem to see." This might have been discussed already. Don't know. Oh, hold on, let me find my nostalgia-tinted, rose-tinted glasses. One yes. second. Um, <laughs> Version no. 4 is terrible. Ver- Flames of War is dead. That's why there are 120 just, people at the ECC It's just horses for it. courses. If you love playing V3, yeah. play V3. It's a good set rule set. Yeah. Did you enjoy, yeah. enjoy V3, Lee? I enjoy V3 playing it. Did, did you enjoy V3, Eddie? Not as much as I enjoy three, V4. Yeah, but did you enjoy it? That was not the question. Answer yeah, the question, okay. goddammit. Right. Yeah. And do you enjoy <laughs> V4? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. What does it matter? Like, no. I don't understand this mindset of, of people going, oh, is V3 is much better. Cool. Go nuts. Go play that. Yeah. yeah. The I want to play Tiddlywings. Ta-ta. And... Yeah. Bye. Yeah. That but that, 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 I don't understand that mentality. But, I mean, we've got people, there's, there's a whole scene around like Warhammer 6th edition now, isn't there? Like old, old Hammer and stuff. Yeah. And... Hmm. So, it's, you know, you're always going to get it. Some, someone's always going to love that that thing from way, way back that they, they've always loved. Not Thacko. No mm. one loves Thacko. If you know what Thacker is. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of um, Krigspiel version one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After that, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Panzalier asks, if you had to steal one mechanic from another game, mm-hmm. uh, game system, and import it into Flames, what would you choose? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Mm. Uh, what would you do? One mechanic. I'd go for second edition Space Marines um, drop drop pod mechanism. What for paratroopers? <laughs> yes, Dystopian... I touch your stand, or make it kill you. Yeah, <laughs> D- dystopian wars, exploding dice. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, roll another six and edit your armor pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I've just killed this uh, king tiger with a rifle. What was that rule set? We played. We played one where you could like it was a skirmish World War Two game, and I remember. 
taking out a, a king tiger with a daimler because i just stripped like the periscopes off it and i jammed the turret and essentially everything fell off it but it, but it wasn't dead <laughs> yeah but that was a lot of book work i mean for me in, in all seriousness i think having read the the, the, the new horus heresy reactions I'd, I'd be quite interested to see those because you'd have they like, are quite one... intriguing yeah. aren't they yeah so like one one thing in the assault flow so if your opponent put, has three or four assaults lined up and you've got one set of like only one um with defensive fire phase that could be quite interesting to see where you would put it but mm. another reaction could be falling back and that kind yeah, of thing exactly. yeah exactly yeah so yeah that would be it i think i'd have reactions hmm. adeptus like titanicus <laughs> Hit location tables. Hit location tables. There, there you go. Hit locations. Hit locations. Um, yeah. like I did always like the idea of doing like um, glancing on the, when you get a bailing bailed as a model, rather than automatically being like bailed as in you, you quit the tank, there might be like the chance of a mobility kill or a gun kill, that kind of thing. Oh, well, like roll so a six match. Yeah. Yeah. You lose your yeah. main gun, or you become entirely static and that kind of thing. You don't actually stop, but it might be enough to, especially those times where you hit something, all you can do is bail it. I, I'd like to see, I'll tell you what I would like to see. I'd like to see from Team Yankee thermal imaging. There you go. So you can do uh, Nat Jager. You're welcome. There's a meta reference for you. I suspect we'll get, well, <laughs> I suspect in Berlin, but no, we'll see something like that. We will that. see that, yeah. Yeah, but will it be the same? Lee? Will it be the exact same rule? It'll be like the infrared rules in Team Yankee. Will it? Will it? Hmm? It should be. It's infrared. Oh, it should be. I know it should be. question is, will it? <laughs> Mike Robertson bet... asks, yep. um, tragically, tra- sorry, tragedy has stuck, Has I'll put my teeth back in. Tragedy has struck, yeah. yeah, my mouth. I've run out of rum, that's the trouble. Oh, no. Tragedy has struck General Patton and Bradley. They've been run over in a tragic Jeep accident, and now the Third Army needs a new commander to lead them as they drive hell for leather across Europe to relieve the under-siege paratroopers from German counterattack. What Formula One team principal do you have replaced Patton, and what driver replaces Bradley? <laughs> I don't um, know the Formula dear. Ones. Uh, Toto Wolf, uh, and the driver would be uh, David Coulthard. David Coulthard, blimey. Yeah. No one's going to mess with the man with a face that square. <laughs> a face That's you true. actually use as a, um, as a set square, yeah. He a... is the literal spearhead. Well, he's not a spearhead. He's not sharp enough, is he? He's the literal ham- like hammerhead. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sledgehammer. A sledgehammer to crack a, a crack a walnut. You can be yeah. my sledgehammer. David Coulthard's chin. Um, I mean, I see Christian, Christian Horner as more of a Monty standing. He's immensely, yeah. dis, immensely dislikable, but gets the job done. Yeah, isn't he Rommel? <laughs> I'm sure Immense, he'd take Wolf Rommel. Immensely he'd have to win. <laughs> I don't know, like eight, eight years of domination. I think he's got enough wins in there, but you know, it's a... <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, and driver-wise... Team. So driver wise to be Patton. Was it Patton? No, Bradley. Uh, Bradley. Someone to be Bradley. someone to be the team leader, Patton, and someone to be Bradley. So well, surely, someone... Bra- yeah. surely Bradley was the team leader and Patton is the driver. Because Patton was below Bradley, wasn't he? They were both three no, stars, weren't they? Um I was he was in North Africa by yeah, they were both equal by yeah. Uh, uh, driver wise, I'm gonna go with Mika Hackenden, just because Mika Hackenden is really cool. Is it, wait, is it what the emotionless Mika Hackenden? Mm-hmm. Smile Mika. Mika. 
That's right. I mean, Raikkonen was a, Raikkonen was the biggest example of the Finnish the Finnish driver archetype. That's for sure. But um... yeah. <laughs> blink blink if you're in trouble, Mika. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I only know things from yesteryear. But I think Nigel Mansell should be in there somewhere because he's got a magnificent moustache, but also had an yes. unsettlingly clean. When he was very unsettling when he was clean shaven. Yes. Yes. Like was, yeah. I don't know like, what who that is this was. guy. Yeah, it's like he had a twin brother. I think he was getting paid twice. I think it was like Nigel and Trevor Mansell, <laughs> and like just every now and again he shave his moustache and go, "Oh, there's Trevor. Okay, yeah, give him a paycheck. Quick." Yep, <laughs> sticks it back on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Carl Stockperson asks, when I asked about how many points of late war you'd need to play a game against the Team Yankee Army, yeah. the answer was 300 points against 100. What kind of 300-point list would you make to play that game? How many Yag Tigers can you fit in 300 points? No, it's their okay. emeralds. It's Wrong. their emeralds all the way. Wrong. Late war, not late war. It says late war. Yeah, but, uh, oh, I've got a question. Actually, I've got a question after this. Okay. I'll ask that separately. You can't put a question. That's not yeah, I can. Work. Hey, 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 hey! No, stop it. <laughs> You're better than that. Three hundred <laughs> points of universal carriers armed with pits. What would you kill though? Because everything's got bazooka skirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're eighteen. They're like twenty. Well, it's sixteen at the side or whatever it is. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because you just pass the counter attack and they're dead bog. On a one. <laughs> what would bog? I mean, who's a ca- what are you counterattacking? You're in the wood. You've just sat there with your pits quietly waiting. For what? A tank you can't kill? Anything, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get the maneuver kill. Have you been out in the sun again? <laughs> Too I, much. I, I, I know it's quite late, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't lean towards that, like a king tiger or a yag tiger. It's a high anti tank and relatively high armour. But relatively high armour is basically about the same as a Leopard 1. No, you don't want any armour because your armour's not going to work, yeah. But, yeah, but anything without armour, I think the tank's not high enough. I mean, you go for something like a Sherman, like a Sherman or a T-3485, you're talking about what, anti-tank 13? I know what I mean, I'm maybe yeah. a Comet, a Comet anti-tank 14, really super fast, that could work. Yeah. I know what I'm playing. There you go. Comets, there you go. You need 400 points of Comets. No, no, and no. And I'm no. the kind of guy who can, can feel 400 points of Comets. <laughs> what what you need is 300 points of Soviet hero rifles or with the anti-tank grenades. Oh, RPG-6s. Oh, RP, all RPG-6s. <laughs> and actually, can they take the flamethrowers? What's the ones that can take the flamethrowers in the unit? Because they, they, they hit top armour, right? Because top armour still engineer sappers take both Panzerfaust and RPG-6s? Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. That's what you yeah. want. <laughs> Yeah, and how many points are they? They're like 30 points. You could get 10 companies of them and they just run them at people. You yeah. guys call the ETC filth, honestly. Well, no, no, that, that, that's just like my Passage, right? That's just the right, Passage Eddie, army. Eddie, if the ETC start playing a thing where you have to play, take 300 points at Lake War <laughs> or 100 points at Team Yankee, I'd actually start going to ETC. <laughs> Mind you, the way we play, we could do I'm a 300 point game there. in three, hour, three and a half hours, I reckon. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> Zing! I'm just looking at engineer sappers <laughs> now. How many points are there? <laughs> Twenty-seven with smoke pots. Back up they, some IS twos, yeah. Yeah, so they come up. They come with bongs <laughs> for a start. You can give them Panzerfaust. Yeah, there you go. And you can have you can change uh, six of them up to two of the following. You can take anti tank rifles, glorious. <laughs> <laughs> or you can, yeah, you can take two flamethrower teams. So there you go. You're gonna have flamethrowers, RPGs, and RPG sevens and Panzerfaust, and nice. they hit on. Th- threes there we go ouch have that 
have that <sighs> T55. Silly. Far too silly. Yep. Uh, Gus Linus asks, I've had my first two games of Team Yankee and I'm running British. What sort of tactics do you feel works best for them? It's not for me then. Uh, uh, dig in. <laughs> yep. Milan. Dig in, hold ground. Carl Gustafsson, Milan's to the front. Yeah. That's all I know is the answer is Milan's apparently. Milan's. Oh, rapiers. Don't you need rapiers? Always. What What are those things that you've got the, the with the little bases, Lee, that aren't supposed to be on bases? Oh, um, for, yeah, for um, Spartans for doing the blowpipes. Yeah, they're really good. Have some of them too. Mm-hmm. Swing fires, yeah, blowpipes. Yeah, marksmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I jest. I jest. What are the um? What are the planes like in a British Team Yankee list? Harry is oh, Harry's awesome. Yeah. Harry is a wicked. Yeah, the bonnets. Yeah. Why well, says I choose mine? <laughs> <laughs> so would recommend. Yeah, but but the thing is, everything seems to say they're really good. I just haven't got round to actually trying them to verify myself. I do, I do keep meaning to do it. Okay, mind you, I tell you what else is good. What was those? What's that artillery piece that you had in formation for your chieftains? Because that gave me no end. Abbots. Of, yeah. Abbots. Abbots are they, awesome. They gave me no end of misery. I definitely recommend Abbots. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't. I'd recommend what's really crap. I recommend taking your Abbots and then using direct fire to go and hunt BMPs. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend two challenges, two challenger twos, and that's it. With, with Romor. <laughs> All so the points. So they can't move. Yeah. <laughs> and that is an end. Of an officer answer. What was my question going to be? What were we talking about when I said I've got a question? Oh, I, I know what it was. Late war. Yeah. So, so do you think? Do you think there should Probably be a way to. to include your um your new shiny mid-war units in late war in things like Fortress Europe? That is kind of what Fortress Europe was. Yeah, it? but it's not got the shiny new things in, has it? Yeah, but did the shiny new things actually survive long enough? Well, yeah, like, I'm thinking about the Italian stuff. Certainly got reappropriated by the Germans. Okay. So it, it should really be in Fortress Europe as an option for, like, certainly Italy. Um, all the same events were were, were reused. Um, the uh, mm. what the armor cars called the AB41s they were reused by the Germans. Yeah. So I, I, I just think that do, do you do you think Fortress Europe will ever get a little update, little update booklet? That is not beyond the realms of impossibility. If they're doing the work now, like you say. I'm just wondering because it would it would add some life to those units as well. Mm-hmm. In that you could take them a little bit in, in in later things, and it might make them a. Uh, you need to. They, the points got tweaked, didn't they? As well, in in the later books. So the Fortress Europe, the, everything got decreased because it went from mid to late war. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it got worse. I'd like the to see that. The exception being uh, Marders, which got their points fixed. So yeah. Did they? Did they, Lee? They well, yeah, compared to, compared to the anti-tank guns, they actually became a lot more expensive, where the anti-tank guns largely stayed the same. Yeah. I had to get my oh, mid-war marders built. <laughs> so what we're saying is, uh, 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 that's that's the next petition. So next petition, please. Uh, two outfield yates. Uh, update Fortress. <laughs> Fortress. You know that stopgap book that you gave us <laughs> three, four years ago? Yeah. Please update that. Thank you. PDF will be fine. <laughs> I'll take that. Okay, thanks, bye. Card pack. Put the Lux in more units. Yes. Cool little scout tank. Need more of those. Yeah, why? Because that was actually their whole service, right? They should be in D-Day. They should be in Bagration. <sighs> I, need some, I need some Panzer 1Fs. <laughs> World's heaviest machine gun. <laughs> yeah.
Exactly. Shall we move on to events then? Let's do it. Sure. Uh, so I've got the 10th to 11th of September is the Breakthrough Assault presents the UK Flames of War GT version 4 Flames of War Late War 95 points at Battlefield Hobbies. There's um, one place left. There's one place left. Someone has dropped out. So it was sold out. There is now a place. See the Battlefield Hobbies That's website. Breaking news. Hold yep. of that. Breaking news. Do, 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 do. Yep. The 12th and 13th of November is Warfare at the Farmer Exhibition Centre. I bought my ticket. Late war. It's 100 points, points. 110. 110. It's 110, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. With one formation yep. and Ooh. no more than five units with scouts. Yep. So I, I've got my ticket. I'm fun. going it's now. different. Shake the meta up. Committed. Force Again. Lee to take something different. I'm going to go my Brigade Panthers if I if I go at all. So. Oh, that'd be fun. Take 11, 11 mm-hmm. Panthers. Have that. <laughs> I think it wasn't them Panthers. It was um, seven it was Panthers, three Panzer 470s, and two King Tigers. I think nice. I had some Wesps and some um, Mobile Wagons as well. Yep. Nice. No infantry. <laughs> I, might, I think at one point, Devonshire yeah, might have dropped them from another Panther. <laughs> got, got hard on the Panther. Go yes. big or go home. And that is what I've got on my list so far. Is that all the. the that, that's to the end, end of the year. Just the two to the end of the year. It's it's August already, boys. Mm-hmm. I was saying more American ones appear on, on the Discord, so yeah, it's probably about right. Yeah. Is there any? There's an of Irish course. one I think coming up, but uh, they don't think they've clarified the points and location and all that yet. But there is something coming up. Yeah, that's well, that's going to make it <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, but I think they're still trying to work out what people want to see. So they're just they're throwing out some prospective dates for stuff and then having a little right. powwow about that. But that that looked quite cool. Maybe we should go to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd be fun. I'm well up for travelling for Flames of War tournaments. Now. I think it's northern. I think it's Northern Ireland as well. I think. Nice. Okay, Games. I could have got that Games wrong. Good. So does that mean we technically enter Europe? We don't. I, I, I lost track of where we are in the rules. Yeah. Right uh, you, you it depends how far. Up. Depends how far the <laughs> island has drifted away using its wind turbines as a source of propulsion. No, no, no. What, what, what you have is that all the misery of trying to export something, but none of the benefits of exporting it. So you've got all the paperwork oh, and none of the fun. Yeah. Shall we shoot and scoot then, gentlemen? Uh, we can. We should. We can, we can. What well, I think we should be a uh, British uh, Daimler armored car in honor of Eddie. Four I think up, buddy. That would seem like appropriate. Oh no, three up, three up for them for the Daimler skill. I can Are do they this. veterans. I can yeah. do this. Three plus. I there you so. go. So just so like I Eddie, to hide my Daimlers behind the hill. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Against scary Panzer threes. Yep. They then get HS one two nine and die horrifically. Shift an anti aircraft. <laughs> So what you said is you should have taken some AA. Oh, the irony. Twice. Twice he moved off the objective. Twice! <sighs> it's fine. It's fine. It's just the difference between winning or losing the tournament. It's fine. It's fine. It's bad if it happened once, but twice. Seven, twice. To have that twice and then seven saves in a row, followed by five up reluctant counterattack. <sighs> Never mind. Yeah. Great games, smiling and winning. The Armoured Train Ripper podcast we listen to is Shooting Scoop, the Flames World podcast, and the team of Breakthrough Assault the Code UK. Woody West support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and second place is the first losers. There are no winners here. Yeah. <laughs> there are no winners here. There are no winners here. I see what you've done there is you've made us all lose. <laughs> yeah, I see what you've done. Like a limited nuclear engagement, it's all gone horribly wrong.
Because, well, yeah, that is SS, but I wanted to be able to use my um, no. use the models for here no. afterwards. No, no. Here, here. Here, here, here. No, that's, that's not how it works, Eddie. You have to go out and buy the, exactly the same models again. Uh, I knew you'd say that. Uh, so yeah. we've already done it, so. Exactly. The, the correct way. 